0: Namaste and welcome back to another episode of The Sapient. So it's been some time that our episode has come out and this is going to be what I feel is going to be another interesting episode and today on the podcast we have Tom. Welcome Tom.
1: Hey guys, thanks for having me here.
0: Um, So how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty well um like, like i kind of mentioned to you before we um i've been away from podcasting for a little bit myself so mm-hmm. this i feel will be a really good opportunity for both of us to kind of like get back into it but also kind of talk about some things that i feel like a lot of people aren't talking about today
0: mm-hmm. and tom from uh, where are you from currently based out sure. of or you know yeah. where are you from uh, initially
1: so um i'm born and raised in new jersey in the united states um i don't think i've I haven't really been anywhere else. I'm kind of born and raised here. I went to school here. I I work here. Um, Everything I do is around this area. So I'm very uh, East Coasty American kind of guy. Like, you know, the Jersey Shore, Jim Tan Laundry, Italian ancestry. So the whole stereotype and Caputo for anyone that's watched that show. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Got it. And you said you were a teacher, right?
1: Yeah, I, I wasn't originally a teacher. This is my, this will be my third year teaching in a public school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And how is that journey going on? Um, It's, it's weird. It's, uh it's not what I ever thought I would be doing. Um, Just to get, I'll give you guys like a little bit of background on just kind of like who I am. Um, So after I graduated high school, I went to a school called Rutgers. Uh, they have a very big campus in New Brunswick. I'm sure a lot of people, especially in the United States, have, Heard of this school um but I I went there my first year it was like very big and overwhelming didn't know what I wanted to do with my life so I the second year I actually I left and because of financial reasons I couldn't go back so I'm like all right well what am I gonna do with my life I need like a job I need like an education um so I decided to go to community college and when I was there I decided to get try to get into the nursing program I was an EMT. I liked helping people. So I'm like, all right, this will be pretty cool. You know, nurses make a lot of money, whatever, whatever. And then halfway through, I really, 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 really hated it. Um, I had a really bad professor that made me just absolutely have turned an entire head towards the medical profession. And I actually dropped out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's something if you, if anyone knows me, I don't ever quit anything. Mm-hmm. It, I, I just felt like it wasn't right. I'm like, there, there's, there's got to be more to life than being miserable at the job that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided I'm like, you know, fuck it, I'm just gonna go back to school, I'm gonna study history, because that's what I originally wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know where in life it's gonna take me, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do that. So I got my associates, then I transferred to a, um, a local branch um, under Rutgers, Rutgers, Newark.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I did my bachelor's there. And I did my master's there in history, I wrote my master's thesis and everything. And then I worked in a museum for a year. And then that really big you know, virus pandemic thing happened. And Mm -hmm. then I lost my job. And then I'm like, damn, what am I going to do? And I started substitute teaching. And, um, one of the art teachers there, uh, she was like, dude, you're so good with the kids. You should be a teacher. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know about that, man. (laughs) That's, Mm -hmm. uh, that's a, that's a tough one, but I decided to give it a chance. And, um, actually just last month I finished my, um, they have a process called alternate route.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like for people that have a degree in a particular field and they want to become a teacher.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just finished that last month officially. um, And I've been enjoying it. I think the impact I have on the kids is um, <clears throat> it's very different than what they're used to. And it's a good way for me to like still talk about history and be like nerdy and stuff, but <clears throat> I'm able to help the kids kind of like, uh, I also, I live um in the same town I teach and it's Mm -hmm. a very underserved area. So a lot of the kids, there's high levels of poverty, Mm -hmm. single parent households, uh, drug abuse, things like that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So I think, so working with these kids, I've built a lot of respect with them um, and they tend, and as a newer teacher, it's very unheard of for them to be liked so much, which is cool. I feel nice about that, but Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm not doing it just to make my job easier. I think mm-hmm. mutually, if you just, you know, show people respect, they will also show you respect back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that's kind of like the premise of like my teaching. I try to treat people as a person, mm-hmm. as opposed to like a, just a number in a public school system or just another student. Cause everyone has a unique
2: mm-hmm.
1: background. Everyone has a unique story. So everyone you meet, I'm sure, you know, you've met dozens of people on your podcast, mm-hmm. you know, everyone has a different story and everyone is unique in some weird way. Right. So yes. Um, That's kind so of where come, I am. <laughs> um yeah. It's kind of like I, I think it's
0: like a it's like a journey. Um so because you have gone through this kind of ups and downs in education, here is another question. How big is your um educational debt?
1: Um my so I'm actually um this I've spent this summer since I have off. Um mm-hmm. I've been really reflecting on a lot of things for myself uh, the past couple of years. I've been really getting into like philosophy, uh, Stoicism specifically. I'm very, I like reading the classics and stuff like Epictetus and uh, Marcus Aurelius. Um, and I just, you know, I want to like, how, what best way can I live a virtuous life? Like what are things that I can do to be a good person, but also try to achieve like greater knowledge and greater understanding of things. And um, mm-hmm. I think it's about, I'm probably maybe ready um, to look into starting a PhD next year, I would like mm-hmm. to study, um, usually they call it they call it like American studies. It's like just a very broad term for like PhDs in history. Mm-hmm. Um, but I specifically study technological history and culture. So that means technology being like literally any tool that mm-hmm. helps humans accomplish a task. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to study the culture of it, culture being just a reflection of behaviors, attitudes, points of view that we kind of culminate around certain topics and stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm, you know, we're, we all take part in different cultures. You and I have different culture and then there's like subcultures of like, you know, I'm like, like I'm big into music. I play drums, but Mm -hmm. I'm a huge metalhead. Right. It's like a sub topic it's like a subculture of the music culture in general. Mm -hmm. So technological culture talks about like, um, what effect does technology have on our Else's as people really, our, our societies and how do, how do we use technology and does technology shape innovation or do we kind of bend the will of technology to su- be subservient to like what we needed to accomplish? Um, so that's like the big question. Mm-hmm. And I feel that recently it's been getting like technologies, everyone's just blindly accepting technology, mm-hmm. um, and not paying attention to like the negatives and the, the cultural impact that it's having on our people. And so, that's affecting public school and education and just mm-hmm. people's behaviors.
0: So, um, sorry to disturb you. Um, by tech, you mean um, softwares and anything that is that is programmed, right?
1: Well, yes, but technology mm-hmm. can also be like a rake or a shovel mm-hmm. or yeah, or the wheel. We, uh,
0: but but the tech that you are talking about recently is programmed, right? Like it's well, on yeah, a flat I'll, screen.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, we would probably say, you know, we could say like elect- like electronics or mm-hmm. um, Got it. or like yeah, software, mm-hmm. hardware, the in- I mean, also you, we could probably just argue and just say the internet.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a
1: very big overwhelm because, like, I guess cell cell phones will fall under the internet has mm-hmm. permanent um, internet access and things along yeah. those lines. So yeah, the internet, the big scary i word. Mm-hmm.
0: So how how deep are you into your student debt now? Like, how much is your student
1: loan? Oh my! Um, honestly, my my debt isn't so. Much, the most of my debt is actually from the first year of college when I dormed. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't re- as a fir- one thing that they don't do a really good job of is like explaining to kids, especially kids like me, where like I didn't really grow up with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to like you know make sure I had like my scholarships and by I had to actually work hard in school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um. And dorming was so expensive, like literally half. I mean, my, I think my, my debt's around like 40,000 total, but mm-hmm. half of that is literally just from, from the dorming, um, uh, loans I had to take out. And I didn't even know until the end of the year,
2: you <laughs> know, it's it just,
1: but you know, that's what happens when you're at an 18, 19 year old kid and you like, you're, you know, your eyes are big and glowy and you just want to pursue something interesting. And then at the end, it's like, well, here's the bill. And it's like, wait, I didn't know it was like this. I would've done something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really yeah. not that bad
0: i mean the reason i asked you is like because i am an indian like i am from bangalore india Mm -hmm. i have never stepped foot in united states you know but almost all of the people that i talk to are scared of two things one is education debt and one another one is you know health insurance like Mm -hmm. uh, cost of uh, living let's say yes so um, and I also heard that you know you know like teachers in the United States are not maybe
1: paid enough for
0: mm-hmm. what they do
1: it's it's controv- it's a little controversial I'll tell you why mm-hmm. um my my personal opinion I think people that go to school to be teachers are some of the worst teachers um i'm a little bit this is where i i'm gonna get a little bit cocky
2: mm-hmm.
1: um I'm just very confident in myself and my, my intellectual ability, but also my ability to be a a professional, mm-hmm. um, my ability to, to treat people with kindness and respect. Mm-hmm. And because of those things culminating together, I think I've been dubbed a very, very good teacher by a lot of these kids. And, you know, I, I've, you know, it's, it's a, it's a nice thing because like, I'm only 28, you know, I have, I have a cat, I don't have any <laughs> kids or anything. um, So it's, it's nice to see that like, these becoming these soon to be adults are like looking to me for like wisdom experience like guidance and and like support because mm-hmm. a lot of these kids don't get this stuff at home mm-hmm. so teachers oftentimes wear a lot of different hats so it's like you're not expected to just go to school and just teach sometimes there's days where i have to be a therapist like i can't tell people come to me crying i've i've had stories of students with like horrible like like miscarriage stories like insane stuff that like i'm like whoa like i teach social studies mm-hmm. this is not my thing but you know i'm i think i'm intellectually capable enough of handling those scenarios mm-hmm. um and you would also remember if a kid came to you to talk to you about that that means mm-hmm. they trust you yes. so that means like you know there's you know there's a lot of people in our facilities where mm-hmm. the kids that are supposed to go to talk to these people because that's their job they don't trust those people so Public school and teaching, I think teachers, um, there's a lot of controversy. So it's like there's a thing called tenure. Are you familiar with what tenure is? Yes. Yeah. So our, our in our district, it's four years and one day. So the first day of mm-hmm. your fifth year, you now have tenure. Mm-hmm. Um, since this is my third year, I don't have tenure. So I can actually be fired for literally no reason. And they don't have to even tell me. I'm not entitled to know why or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very unfortunate and sad because it's often like the new teachers that have this fragile space, mm-hmm. but they're the ones that are doing the most. Like me, I've I created the largest club in the entire school. I run I run the video game club. Mm-hmm. Um, it has literally like almost a hundred kids in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I've done um, summer enrichment programs where I'm teaching drum lessons, board games, um, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've done I've done i I've, I've actually redid this year. Um, a talent we haven't had a talent show in a couple of years and I just actually redid the first one and everyone loved it and you know the kids appreciate when you take the time out of your day to make something happen because it almost didn't happen and a lot of them are going to be upset but it turned out really well you know so it's I'm a new teacher and I bring new blood I even want to do an esports program but that's facing a lot of backlash from my administration Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah like you know I I could be fired even though I'm out here kicking ass doing a good job trying to provide these kids with opportunities and outlets to improve their stances in life. Cause I know a lot of them come from very challenging situations. Mm-hmm. So, but at the end of the day, like I'm the one that gets shit on for stuff, you know, like um, I'm not going to go, I won't go into too many specific details obviously mm-hmm. just for you know that reason. But I will <laughs> say that um, there are supervisors that I have that are not the most competent individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had a lot of backlash with, um some of them and there's a lot of other controversies of who knows who who -hmm. has more power than you um so a lot of people like to you know kind of like wave their wave their weight around Mm -hmm. and it gets and it's sad because the way they treat you and their really shitty mindset gets in the way of the actual goal which is educating and providing resources and outlets for the kids um, and that's just the one thing that gets me the most upset about the public school system here in the United States. Everyone thinks it's so great. I have actually I have a I have a student. She's from um, oh where where did she? I think she came from Saudi Arabia. And she she talks about like um like her family like um moved over here uh, because mm-hmm. of like how good the education system is. And she always laughs because like she's like the, the public school system's terrible.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and I'm like I'm like you're not wrong. Like it's just lack of funding or people aren't funding it appropriately or we get all this money from the government. And then your administration does like the dumbest things with it. And it's like not solving any of the problems that the kids are being faced with. And Mm -hmm. this is what makes teaching hard. Cause it's like, you're just this one person who's trying to um, provide an education, create an impact, be a resource for kids. And it's almost like everyone in the system is fighting against you to do that.
0: Yeah. I, I sort of um, saw that um, because I have many brothers and sisters. Uh, those are cousins who are in United States right now, and uh, one of my sisters, um, you know, uh, she had twins uh, who were into uh, who were very involved in American education system. So they were studying there, and my sister transferred back to India. So she brought those kids here, and those kids are really struggling in, in education in India now because of just of the standard and the kind of curriculum that we have here, Um, they are, they are unable to cope in like mathematics and science and all these things. Yep. Um, (laughs) yeah. um, So that's kind of weird
1: because I I wouldn't even say it's weird. And and this is why, mm -hmm. um, the United States, you know, is the largest and wealthiest country in all of like human history right and like Mm -hmm. a lot of my kids and a lot of people in america like there's a lot of shit in america we uh, we Mm -hmm. we fuck a lot of stuff up i you know Mm -hmm. Uh, but you gotta gotta remember america itself is like an experiment right when you look at other countries there's more uniformity there's more similarity within culture and ideas and ideals and religion and so it's a lot easier to get along with people whereas in america everyone oh you're black you're this you're jewish you're sure you're tall you're gay you're there's so much things that allow people to just harass one another Mm -hmm. and and it just causes a lot of that's one of the distractions that like a a lot of our politics like to use today like um you know like oh if you're a democrat then you support liberalism and you know this and that and if you're a republican you hate gay people Mm -hmm. and that's like not true it's just like all this like all this like hate speech is like used to like obscure people's views on things. Mm-hmm. And then at like the level of like a school and how this ties into like schools in, in general is the United States knows for a fact that not every single person needs to be an educated scholar, right? Like you need people to work at McDonald's to, mm-hmm. you know, you, you need people that are, they're going to work as janitors. So the public school system doesn't function as an out for people to obtain deeper um, levels of education it's literally just like hey are you like decent enough of a human being that you can pay your taxes and just work a basic job
0: um i mean you don't have to work you just have to pay taxes
1: yeah well yeah actually actually realistically <laughs> you don't even you don't have to even know how to pay taxes because it gets yeah. taken out of your paycheck but yeah. uh like the, the kids don't even understand what what they are or like um a lot of the kids don't understand like Just even their rights as like an American, like, you know, like freedom, freedom of speech is something that is very undervalued here. Mm -hmm. Um, And because people don't, these kids don't realize that actually in other countries, your level of freedom of speech is not the same as it is in the United States. And I, because I trust me when I was younger or when I was like going through school, like I thought like, yeah, fuck America, America sucks and stuff. It's like. You know, the idea of America being this place where you can do what you want, like, um, obviously within like, you know, reason, right? Like, you know, building a business of your own, um, you know, however you want, however you want to decorate, however you want to serve your customers. That's X, Y, Z, whatever. Like that ability to live the life that you want is a beautiful thing because life is this very fragile, small, short, specular thing. Um, and but Tom, kids don't um, have that view.
0: Yeah, but do, do you think that's kind of overrated in United States? Do I think what? Like, do you think, like, you know, Americans feeling that it's a very great thing to have freedom of speech? Do you think that's overrated? Because, um,
1: you know, no, that was severely probably underrated. Probably,
0: like, like, more than 70 countries in this world have freedom of speech and basic human rights.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and I feel like, you know, me as an outsider, I you know I'm just playing a devil's advocate. Like, I mean, me as an outsider, I, I always see these things with, Um, you know, Americans or Canadians that, you know, we have freedom of speech, you know, we have access to First Amendment and all these things. I'm like, yeah, so has another, let's say 40, 50, 60, 70 countries in the world. It's not something that only a particular country has yet, yet today you see where online, I mean, like, you could get cancelled and, you know, your account could could get banned for speaking fact right now in the united states and that's a scary situation yes
1: yeah, so this is this is where things get very com- this is where things get very complicated and historical right so when we're talking about the united states um like and like the founding fathers and all that, you have to remember that the philosophy that the sovereignty of the people of a government rests in the hands and the lives of the people as opposed to the ruler or the very the very small selection of rulers was a very controversial and new idea, right? The fact that you had a say in your government, or your leadership, or the rules and the laws of your country—that was, that was groundbreaking, right? So, I—it's not—it's not the fact that like, oh yeah, America's the only country that allows free speech or X, Y, yeah, Z. Yeah, but Tom, uh, just like you
0: said, don't you think that's like almost out of practice today? That people have control over their um, laws or, um, you know, like how country operates
1: out of practice out of practice i wouldn't say it's out of practice i mean there's there's an issue right because like for example in like the united states like um in the everyone knows that we've been going through some very controversial elections in the past couple years um Mm -hmm. i did not vote in the most recent election uh for a very specific reason because um like as as an american citizen i have the right and the freedom to, you know, choose the person that I want to better represent our ideals as a president or as a senator or as whatever it may be. Um, I intentionally did not vote because I think it is not fair that the, like our, the way our party system works, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, you pick a party and it's like your entire allegiance. And mm-hmm. I think the, the two-party system is just totally fucked up. Um, and, I, you know, I didn't want Biden and I don't want Trump. So – to me, that's not an op. You're not giving me an option. You're forcing me to choose. That's not free will. That is not my ability to execute upon my own free will to mm-hmm. make a decision for myself. Because I also know those decisions are not going to benefit anyone
0: else. Yes, and here is what Joe Rogan said on that. He said that um, you know, like the presidential election is like a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just whoever is more charismatic and speaks better wins.
1: Yeah, it's definitely become that way, especially when I think about that, kind of like a a, a quote like that. It makes me think back to the Kennedy election when he was Mm -hmm. running against Nixon. And basically that was the first, um, their debate was actually the first presidential debate that was ever aired on television. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of historians and scholars study it very in depth because um, Nixon could have had a chance at at winning the presidency. Mm -hmm. But what happened was that the way you know, the innovation of media and technology and television, Mm -hmm. you can now see the presidents like on stage and how they interact with each other. And Kennedy was a very handsome guy, very charming, smooth talking dude, right? So he appeared great. And um, it was said that Nixon was actually recovering from a cold. So you could see on stage on the television screen, you saw Nixon Mm -hmm. sweating and, and fixing his tie. And he looked extremely uncomfortable. And That, they say, is essentially what swung the election into Kennedy's favor. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like you said, it is a popularity contest, and that's what makes me so sad because as a human, as a a scholar of of history and and just the humanities, it's like they don't view – I don't view things as a popularity contest. Like I want someone who's going to like – like how are you going to fix these these problems that you're allowing manifest in our country? Like, you know, like – these people should not be being treated this way. Or this should not be like, it's like, how can we sit here and just allow these things to happen? Then you elect the guy, four years later, they never do anything to fix anything. And mm-hmm. then they're like, all right, let's re- reelect me so that I can fix this problem. You said five years ago, you were gonna mm-hmm. fix this problem and you didn't do shit.
0: But Tom, um, my question is mm-hmm. how, how do like people of the United States even like think about, you know, like making it right when you have lobbying, like, I don't understand well, the, the concept of corrupt. lobbying, you know, being an Indian.
1: Yeah. It, um,
0: you know, like lobbying is like literal bribery.
1: Yes. It's it lobbying is, it's weird. It's like, it's like a legal way to do something illegal. It's like the dumb, it's so it's stupid. It's mm-hmm. lobbying is dumb, uh, creating super PACs and like all that shit is. So it should all be illegal. Like that shit should just all be banned. Mm-hmm. Like it, none of it should be allowed. Um, and then the two-party system also needs to kind of like be eliminated. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just yeah. funnel all this money to just two parties mm-hmm. because I'll so, be honest. Like I don't even mm-hmm. associate my – like my political views are very unique. I don't really associate with one side. I don't say I'm, I'm not a liberal. I'm not a conservative. Mm-hmm. I'm just myself, and mm-hmm. I have – like I care about human rights. I care about mm-hmm. people's equality. I care about people having the capability of having financial freedom. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're gay, straight, um, whatever this, race, religion. Everyone should be protected under the same basic privileges and laws. Mm -hmm. And that should be upheld regardless.
0: Here is what I think about lobbying. Lobbying is so similar to, um, you know, resisting to get, getting, uh, getting arrested, and then again, they arrest the guy for resisting. Mm -hmm. That is literal like, (laughs) uh, lobbying because both of those instances don't make sense.
1: Yeah, and and you got to remember, like, you got to remember at the end of the day, like, one thing I try to explain to, like, my kids and stuff because of with this whole technological culture and stuff and social media and influencing, people, kids especially, people in general, though, start in their heads to create this false narrative of, like, what is valuable in life. And they start to define success. Like, over the summer, actually, at our summer program, Mm -hmm. I had to sit down with some kids, and we were talking about, like, what is success? Like, like, Mm -hmm. what what – how do you view success? And this one girl, she said, success was, um, a high paying job. Mm-hmm. Um, with a lot of money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, so let's, I did something very fun just to fuck with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, let's compare your version of success
2: mm-hmm.
1: with my job and my mm-hmm. life.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: they're like, no, 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 Mr. Mr. Dirt. We don't want to do that. I'm like, no, no, let's do it. Come on. Mm-hmm. So I, I write it down. I'm like, all right, do I make a ton of money? Mm-hmm. Um. Right. You. You can find my pay. My paychecks publicly posted. It's like you know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm like. All right. So I don't make a shit ton of money. So in your eyes, am I successful? Yeah, you're successful, Mister. D- no. 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 Look at your definition of success and mm-hmm. measure it against what I've accomplished. Mm-hmm. Am I successful? <laughs> then obviously you see the shrugs. Like. Oh no. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm like
1: okay. And then do I have? The- I went through the checklist. I don't meet mm-hmm. your standards for success, mm-hmm. but you say that I'm successful. So really, what is it?
2: Mm-hmm. What
1: is your view of what is success? Right. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell them, like, I tell them very easily in my life, the way I view success, success equals happiness.
2: Mm-hmm. If you
1: are happy with the decisions that you make, mm-hmm. you are successful. Cause at the end of the day, I'm not, I have to admit, I'm not a very religious person. Um, if anything, I'm more of like a questioning person, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a question spirituality and religion, and I, I want to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm, I'm honestly personally too anxious to commit to one. It's just such a hard decision. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, right, as far as I know, you know, I have time to I have one time here on this planet, mm-hmm. um, whether whether I end up getting reincarnated, or I go to heaven, or I mm-hmm. go to hell, or whatever happens, right? Um, but I know that while I'm here, I can bring about change at a local level. I can impact the people that are in my lives, but I can also control the things that I view as making it worthwhile to be here, right? Like I love studying history because it's it's just, you know, it's the boundless knowledge of all of our ancestors, of all people who have ever lived. But obviously there comes challenges with that too, right? How do you know the history is correct? How do you know this or this did or did not happen right how can you trust the narratives of what other people have said or passed down how accurate mm-hmm. is it etc etc cetera, et cetera, right so i define happiness on things like that playing music like i like to play play music play drums like i you know things like ba- very basic things like that that defines my happiness i, I have enough mm-hmm. to support myself i feed myself i take care of my body i work out i love music i play video games i hang out with my friends i spend time with people that are important to me Mm -hmm. that's that's successful to me because like i don't need a a private yacht i don't i don't have i personally don't have the desire for any of that stuff either it's just not necessary i've never been a materialistic person Mm -hmm. but that's where these kids are kind of like that's where their shortcomings are and with technology and social media and you know the way that i feel but
0: just but do you think that's essentially bad you know wanting a yacht yes how
1: because it is So the card, like, you know, the cardinal sins, you know, like lust, envy and all that kind of stuff. I personally think the absolute worst one is greed. I think I've seen greed Mm and just do terrible things to people. I've seen it destroy relationships. But but
0: how do you define greed? Because even I'm a religious person. Um, Mm -hmm. By all means, I have studied my religion, you know, I practice it. But how do you like set a limit on greed?
1: because because greed is like the the unnatural desire the, the concept it's, it's actually not not natural because i would say it is natural within humans humans naturally sin and, and do just bad things mm-hmm. um well actually all right actually, so i i don't want to make a horrible assumption but you you, you are practicing hinduism um, hinduism all right I, I, yeah. I was gonna you know i obviously um so right tenants within hinduism i i would believe right um Or, for example, if we even look at, like, for example, like Buddhism, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the Buddha, he would say that the number one way. Well, he says that living Mm -hmm. is suffering, right? Like Mm -hmm. all of you, like living is suffering because there's pain, there's death, um, there's destruction, there's
0: corruption. But but that is such a pessimistic way of looking at it, right? Because, you know, a mother gives birth to a kid and at its first breath you are saying your life is going to fucking suck for the rest of it so just die now like Mm -hmm. then what would be the meaning of life
1: so so that gets more into like i mean um um, you
0: know the the reason i asked this question is um i i I was very harsh on greed like don't be greedy and all these things mm -hmm. um but not as you know deep as you but i am a little bit history buffoon like i i I love history Mm -hmm. and I have recently realized that without greed, we would not make it where we are today. Yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely I like,
1: okay, go ahead.
0: um, Also, a person who is earning $100,000, right, for him, Mm -hmm. another $100,000 is not greed. Yeah, but yeah, but, but but a person who is earning, let's say 20 grand a year, and for that person to look at the person who is earning $100,000. And when that 20k per year person lo- looks at that 100 grand a year person, and just look mm-hmm. at him, he's a greedy person because he is wanting another $100,000. Mm-hmm. When five people like me can live on $100,000. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you think like greed is because no one nobody can you know, like not everybody is greedy. Yeah,
1: yeah, of course, I agree. I agree with you a million percent. Um, mm-hmm. and this is this is another argument that came up recently with some of my friends. So you know, in America, if you're liberal, you usually hate billionaires and stuff like that. Um, so <laughs> my friends that, are very. That's like, the
0: dumbest thing, by the way. That's the dumbest yeah, thing. I exactly.
1: So let me let me uh, give you the example that kind of like I was like, wait, my friends are fucking being dumbasses. Um, so <laughs> remember that remember that Titanic. Uh, that ship that went down, the submersible that the, you know, Mm -hmm. those millionaires. Okay. Everyone in America was like, good. Fuck the millionaires. They paid (laughs) $250,000 to fucking kill themselves. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, these people just fucking died. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like, it doesn't matter how they, listen, you can go jump out of a plane for a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Like, and then no one's gonna be like, oh, some poor kid splattered on the ground because their parachute didn't go off like a dumbass. (laughs) you know? And it's like, I, it's like I find it so sad that like people view people that way. Like people are just so superficial about their judgment. and like and I tried to explain to them like listen, some people like they've earned their their living fair and square. and honestly to, kudos to them because they worked really fucking hard and mm-hmm. they accomplished something. But like mm-hmm. you said, historically, capitalism itself, right is like essentially mm-hmm. um, built off of exploitation and other types of like financial philosophies to minimize loss and maximize Mm -hmm. gain um right so there are people who have built their industries off of the backs of others and then that's where it becomes more of a philosophical argument of like that's where like you know um the communists come in and they start to talk about the idea of like um well the socialists and they say well you know um why should the guy who's you know owns the factory yeah yeah yeah, exactly yeah you get the whole argument so Mm -hmm. which and you can to an extent like damn like mm-hmm. these people are really wor- they're the ones doing all the blood sweat and tears you don't see the ceo coming down building the shit himself mm-hmm. so but there are but a lot you, of like, but at the same time
0: arguments. you know you don't see that um you know labor or the person who is working in the factory um you know talking to big execs and you know taking loans or finding new clients or you know like distributors retailers right it's just different skill set um, yeah. here here is what um i tell to one of, one of my friend because he really uh, he really pissed me off he was shitting on donald you know like trump um and um, you know he essentially said like you know trump is so fucking rich because of his father and my my simplest answer was so was his was it his fault that he was born to a wrong father Oh because you, you cannot say right you cannot say oh he was born rich it's not his fucking fault dude just mm-hmm. the way if you are born poor it's not your fault it, yeah. it's your fault if you stay poor maybe or may, might not be but definitely you you um you know like taking birth as a poor person is not up to you <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and people don't realize it and when people are like you know what like this this Second or third generation, you know, rich folks, kids are just fucking douchebags. I'm like, so what? Like they were born into it. They did not have to work for it. But if I give you a hundred million dollars by your third generation, they will be spoiled brats too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just point of view. And um, what I feel is, you know, it's it's a very shallow look into the world when we are just talking about people in terms of numbers. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because I have, I have, uh, come, I-, I, recently came across a podcast. I, I listened to them. I got really pissed off. I don't want to name the particular podcast. You know what they do, dude? Like, let's say Tom, Tom is a millionaire, right? They're mm-hmm. going to do deep research on you and, ex- uh, you know, like expose you in air oh, okay. You know, how much money does he really have? I'm like, how does that make any difference in your life?
1: yeah that's that's what i mean that's why i try to tell the kids like um you know it's uh, like i don't look at wealthy people and question like wow how do i get like that i'm very content living the life i do like i'm just not a materialistic driven person but for like the way i describe it to people is like like i live very comfortably and like i don't go out and buy bougie stuff but like like listen Mm -hmm. if i need a new pair of sneakers i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. buy a nice pair of sneakers Mm -hmm. if i want to get a new drum set i'm gonna buy a nice drum set like i'm gonna Like, you know what I mean? It's not that I just Mm -hmm. buy like a shitty, I don't go to target and buy like a fucking $3 drum set, like a, like a clown. No, but like the passions and the things that bring you happiness, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, those are the things that you invest in more. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, you know, like that's just, that's just basically like the ground rules of happiness, I think. Mm -hmm. And greed, like you said, is also this thing that is like, it's hard to, it's hard to put like a specific definition on greed because people can view greed in different ways. Yes. But like what you mentioned was typically you'll see the greed, Mm -hmm. um, in like, like it's a lot more like in like lower income individuals because like, they just want more, like Mm -hmm. all these, like all these kids, like, listen, I, I have, I have kids where like, I make more than their entire family, like put together, like, Mm like these, like there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of poverty in this, in this area. I Mm -hmm. promise you. And, but are um, you greedy then? Are they greedy or am I greedy?
0: Are you greedy then? If you're earning more than them?
1: No, I don't think, no, think right? working. Yeah, no, that's not. That's not see, I would never, that would never be an argument of mine. That's right? not. That's, like, but, that's yeah. the if simplest more money point than someone, that I
0: want to make.
1: Of course. If you make mm-hmm. more money than someone, that doesn't mean that you're more greedy than them. Mm-hmm. right? If they probably work harder than work, you to get there. Yeah, if they're willing to do the work, mm-hmm. then they're capable of receiving... The mm-hmm. amount of money that people deem necessary yes. for that job.
0: Yes. Do you want you to know? know the prime example? Sure. Shoot. Kim and the Kardashians. I uh, Every yeah. fucking guy I, hates I, them. I do,
1: hate, I do hate them. I do hate them. Though. You hate them, right? I just, but, culture, like, for their culture. Yeah. Just, they don't contribute but they anything.
0: They are fucking business, like, mega minds.
1: Yeah, it's very yeah. It's it's very you know one thing. There's a lot of different like this is where like I I, get, I like,
0: don't know I don't know which Kardashian was it. Um, mm-hmm. her fan started a campaign like GoFundMe to make her the youngest millionaire. Oh God! Do you think that happens by accident? No, yeah, it my, does not. Where's, where's
1: my uh? Where's my GoFundMe? To Tom, you're him? too
0: late. Too, you're too late. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Shit. You're twenty eight. You just lost the ticket now.
1: I did. Yeah,
0: I I think it was Kylie Jenner. I don't remember exactly, but you know, like, uh, can you even think of asking people a million dollars without asking? Like that takes skills, you know. And yeah, and people are like, you know, like fuck Kardashians. I'm like, okay, so what? Like, it doesn't make any difference in your life nor in their life.
1: Yeah, I don't consume that. And I'll be honest with you. I really don't consume a lot of, like, media like that. Like, other people... I don't take a interest in other people's lives. Because, like, mm-hmm. I'm interested in living my life. Um, yes. I think, I think there's lessons to learn from other people's lives. Especially if, like, they dedicate their but, lives Tom, to sharing um, knowledge.
0: You see, the fact that you have heard Kardashians... Tells me that they have been successful in their campaigns. Yeah. Right? And yeah, th- that's what, you know, the younger generations miss the fine print of it then the fine fine print says that they are doing something that people other people are not willing to do at that scale you know and that's why they are earning more money than other people it's simple as that
1: well well honestly look at i would say look take a look at like this whole only fans phenomenon now right mm-hmm. like so and and listen i'm I think, listen, sex work is work. Like people have to make a living, unfortunately. The if oldest that's, profession. You know, it, it, yeah. One of the oldest professions. Right. And, <laughs> but the thing, but the thing is like, it's like, when you have conversations like this, you need to like establish, there's so much groundwork that needs to be established. Like, let's talk, like you need to talk about like morals, you need to talk about standards and you need but to talk there's about no morality
0: boundaries. only fans.
1: Well, that's, well, that's the thing is it's like, for example, like, um, you have to question, like, first of all, what is morality? Second of mm-hmm. all, do you care about morality? No, right? people and then don't that's, care about it, <laughs> or, or or self or have standards for themselves, mm-hmm. right? Like, yes. and because, like, to say that people don't like sex isn't is a lie, right? Like, we are. I try to explain to people, like, there's basic human functions that people need to accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. It's eating, sleeping, mm-hmm. shelter, and mm-hmm. reproducing.
0: That's
1: yes. biologically all anything ever needs to do.
0: Period. Mm-hmm. Yes. anything
1: else is literally not necessary
0: luxury it is
1: it's absolutely a luxury exactly mm-hmm. so to lie and say like yeah man i don't like looking at cute girls you're a fucking liar like it's just that's just what it is it's just like humans are innately sexual
0: tom or, or that person could be gay
1: yeah but regardless of sexual <laughs> attraction or no i'm just saying right? i'm just saying yeah i understand that but, I understand. but that's see that's another thing too is like because like i see a lot of the kids are like questioning like oh
2: gay or bi
1: or this or it's like look I have no listen I have I have very close people in my life that mm-hmm. are all very different ident- like they all identify differently mm-hmm. whether they're immediate family or you know friends and relatives and co-workers and stuff mm-hmm. Um but like to the extent of it in like it's, it's getting like it's getting I think it's getting personally it's getting a little crazy mm-hmm. um with like some of the stuff that I'm hearing and just seeing and there's always new words being made up and it's just like
0: I hate the fucking thing that i hate the fucking thing that people think that it's okay to talk about sexuality in those people or in that group of people who cannot vote or drink alcohol mm-hmm. like you cannot right you can, you i think in united states 21 or 18
1: yeah 21 20
0: yeah 21 is alcohol yeah 21 is alcohol alcohol is not even fucking dangerous literally literally alcohol is not dangerous dude but sexuality is very dangerous to play with
1: yeah <laughs> yeah you know it's not alcohol is not poison or anything like that like, yeah it's not literal poison going into your body
0: no one has od in alcohol I, I don't think so Never that... <laughs> like you know people uh... have got into accidents that's their own personal decision but it's not drugs you know and th- that particular you know like group of people are not even allowed to vote because they cannot think you know properly or they cannot think or let's say they're Thought systems are not developed and with that particular group of people you're talking about sexualities and you know all these things i'm like yeah fuck you
1: <laughs> well this is where it gets like like this is where it gets got complicated right so it's mm-hmm. like for example like i think listen if, if a dude wants to fuck a dude if a girl wants to fuck a girl like i don't care who what you do and your time i don't care i really don't but the thing is like Um, and I am very supportive of people living their life. I think that is, I think that is also very important. Like if that's, if that is someone, how someone wants to live their life and they're living safely, they're not bothering or imposing their lifestyle onto someone else and forcing them Mm
2: -hmm.
1: to appreciate or approve of something that they don't, then,
2: then,
1: then that that's where it becomes a little problematic. And that's where this Mm -hmm. is becoming a little bit of an issue. Like in New Jersey, for example, they're very liberal and Mm -hmm. they have things in their curriculum where they, they teach about like um like anal sex and like safe sexual practices mm. at like certain grade levels i'm trying to think like it's to the point damn, where like dude. parents are like signing their kids out of the classes and um i think and it's like they even make like non-gendered books now for like first graders where it's like you I know, crayon and you can that. change your color and I it's like that. i um, listen if when they become an adult like and also one thing i i personally don't like lately is that um them dying, like doctors and stuff, diagnosing children with stuff like this, like gender dysmorphia mm-hmm. and starting them on hormones yeah. below the age of 18. Yeah, Because the thing is, listen, if that's something you want to make in a, as a, a decision, as a, a fully informed adult, that is up for you to do. But mm-hmm. the thing is, I don't think there should be a 10 year old that's taking the opposite hormone. It's just, yes, it's
2: but just don't like, I you, are, think... you
1: are 10 years old. How, you know, how could, mm-hmm. how could you know about sex or sexuality when like, I mean, cause minors can't have sex. So mm-hmm. if they can't, if they if they legally are not allowed to have sex, how can they legally um, put chemicals into their bodies to change mm-hmm. their their sex?
0: I think Tom, that's kind of um, you know like the answer or result of society is being just fucked. You know this whole concept of nuclear family does not work. We have seen that in Western civilization for fucking millennia that nuclear families don't work properly right? Because you might have heard this that it takes a village to, you know, like, uh, yeah, it takes
1: it takes a village.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes it takes a village for a kid to develop or for a kid to grow. Now with these fucking uh, nuclear families, there is no there is no concept of society or there's no concept of family dude. It It's I think that's the issue. Because you know, if you go, you, I think even today, if you go to some villages in your own country, right, there are some rules that you don't mess with. And those rules don't have to necessarily make sense. You know, for example, you know, there is a street that no one goes to. Let's say that's a rule. You cannot fuck with that rule, dude. Because if you fuck with that rule, you will have consequences very quickly. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Now, we as a society, I mean, not me as an Indian, fortunately, but you as an American, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. you decided that kids are open season, like any fucking guy with no brain so girl with no brain can hunt children now because that's what is happening right because you are you are killing their character their morality at, a, at, at an at an age that they do not understand anything
1: they you're kind of stripping them of like innocence like when i yes. when i see like when i work because i work with all different like i work with kids mm. on like all different intellectual capabilities mm-hmm. um some with like some with actual like intellectual like uh disabilities and things like that and mm-hmm. Dude, these kids. At the end of the day, they're innocent. Mm-hmm. Like they really don't know much. And like, my, I feel like my job is like, I want to give them as much information about the world mm-hmm. so that they can go and make informed, better decisions for themselves. My my podcast actually is called Get Informed mm-hmm. because I wanted to. I just want people to have the knowledge mm-hmm. so that they can make better decisions. Because you don't have to like listen. You don't have to go to business school. Like you don't have to like there. Like nothing in life is like concrete. You don't have to do any of this bullshit. But the more informed you are, the more open-minded you are, the more aware of knowledge, mm-hmm. information, and past wisdom that you have, you can make better decisions for yourself, regardless of what profession you choose to do or study or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about yeah. the decisions you make, not the path you choose. You know, because like I feel like my life I've always, I guess I pride myself on, I've always made the hard, tough, correct decision, even though there's Dude, there's been so many times where I could have been like, I'm going to fuck around and go do this instead. Or mm-hmm. I'm gonna actually going to fuck off and go do this. And I've done it a couple times, especially when I was like younger. And like, I just always was filled with regret. And I mm-hmm. never wanted to feel that, you know, so I'm like, I'm like, look, I don't have a problem making the right decision because it'll lead me down the right path in the long run.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, here is where I got very frustrated. I, I don't know, it, it, it's kind of old news for you. Maybe there was a school shooting where they were calling that person as him. And they, and people were angry for the fact that, you know, news media and, you know, police department was dead naming that person.
1: Oh, yes. The um. OK, so you're talking yes. about the I,
0: I don't remember the exact details about that news.
1: I can't remember the school, but it was a, it was a private Catholic school. I still and remember.
0: I still yeah, remember waking up at 630 a.m. In, in you know early morning and. I saw that news and me. Tom, you have to understand. I I sit in India. You know, I live in India. I have never left India. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is my country. This is what I'm going to die for, right? Mm-hmm. But imagine a person sitting so fucking far, yet, yet somehow getting to know about that through social media.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I was honestly like fucking pissed because imagine if my dude, like I don't want to self fuck it. You know, I can self increment because like I live in a separate country. Dude, if if that happened to my kid, guess what would happen? <laughs> it yeah, would it's... it would not go down nicely, dude. Like it would not go down nicely at all. And the fact that people are not like they don't they don't give a fuck about those parents. They're like, you did name the person. I'm like, yeah, that fucking person would be dead now, not even named at all.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's the, so. This is the thing. I, this is where I think it all boils down to, kind of like what I was talking about in the beginning of the podcast. Is like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like. I don't think it's like capitalism. I think honestly, right now the big problem in America, I think it's just the degradation of our culture. I think mm-hmm. American culture is just on a drastic decline. Um, but but not not intentional. Not like it's more because of oh the result. I think it's because of social media and technology. So mm-hmm. that's essentially what I think. When I yeah, got, Tom, I, mean,
0: I think I think screens screens brought. Um, you know, like power to fucking coverts, you know, mm-hmm. who could never speak face to face. Now they're like, you know, like fucking keyboard warriors.
2: Mm-hmm. The yeah, fact the that problem. they
0: can hide behind a fucking screen and talk shit.
1: Exactly, and 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 like my my kids know. Like I'm a person. I I've told my kids. I told my I've told everyone. Like I, even though I'm not tenured, Like if if someone is ever wronged in mm-hmm. that building, or if I feel that mm-hmm. they're doing something so fucked up. I will say I promise I don't care my job is not that important to me to the point where like I'm not gonna stand up for something. You know? Um, I will always speak out against bullshit. And I will never mm-hmm. allow them to take advantage of like these kids and like like put one like over their heads and get away with it. It's just it's not fair to them. Like we're mm-hmm. there our job is to make sure that they live productive, good, well-informed lives. Like that's mm-hmm. my job. And I'm not gonna let them stop me from doing that bullshit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's the problem, is like because of social media, because of technology, it's being shoved down their throats. Mm-hmm. These kids were the generation that were born. Um, I like to say, like, uh, actually, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm
0: 26. About to okay, be 27.
1: So you, all right, so you're in the same ballpark as me. I'm 28. Yes. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: we, I like to say, we grew up parallel to technology. Think of it like mm-hmm. this. Imagine a doorway. Mm-hmm. And there's you can peer into the doorway. And it's just, it's just a closed-off <laughs> room, four walls. Mm-hmm. And we kind of and that's that's the room of like the technology that's the technology cave right Mm -hmm. you and me we grew up like standing in the doorway like we were peeking in yes yes. we were like fucking around with (laughs) it you know we were interested all right we know what we're doing we Mm -hmm. we we get this stuff Mm -hmm. whereas now what i feel like i feel like i'm looking at the kid Mm -hmm. they're all the way in the corner of the room lights off phone in front of their face with just the the light of the phone glaring and illuminating their face like That's what I feel is their generation.
0: And I mean, it's like, you know, like we adopted technology and they were born into it.
1: Yes, exactly. We adopted it. So, so in the field of technology, we, we, um, the, the history of technology, we do, that's the biggest question we ask. We ask, does technology, um, is, is technology shaped by human need or do humans, um, shape technology for their desire? Or like, I actually, I phrased that really shitty. Let me rephrase that. So does technology um, itself drive humans to innovate or do humans forcefully change technology to accommodate desires, right? Maybe. So like <laughs> I'd say back in the day, like for example, people invented a wheel to mm-hmm. move things. People invented a shovel to dig holes and to garden and to plant food and agriculture, right? Um Tom, so invented uh, all these things.
0: Here is like, I'm drifting away maybe, but... Here is here is a question that i've always wondered and you know like really curious about that i talk to no matter how many historians they wonder about it do you think that wheel was truly an invention or we just took in uh, we just took inspiration from nature
1: for, for what invention
0: the invention of wheel
1: I, so actually, I feel like I'm having like a deja vu moment. I feel mm-hmm. like I talked about this recently with someone, but um, I I think humans have innovated from nature very often mm-hmm. with using things from nature aspect. Like for example, oh, I, I actually I remember now. Um, I I went out, we um I'm dating this I'm dating this person and uh, we went to the um the museum of natural history in the city. Mm -hmm. and um we went to the shark exhibit and Mm -hmm. i was looking and um essentially the design of airplanes Mm -hmm. is copied from that of the body of a shark yes with the way the dorsal fins don't move Mm -hmm. um to keep it aerodynamic so it's like we've learned from our nature to innovate Mm
2: -hmm.
1: our lives to make things easier for ourselves Mm -hmm. but i and i think that's like a very that's a very like not not noble thing i can't think of a good word but that's just the <laughs> natural thing that's just the natural evolutionary mm-hmm. cycle that humans have gone through for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years as long as humans have existed on this planet that we know mm-hmm. of right but now it's getting to the point where like dude like they want to create neural implants and self-driving cars and it's like these are things that are like or like iPhones that come in 15 different colors like
0: but tom do you think do you think that is really like like the future or is it just something that we are wondering
1: no i'm i'm honestly i'm very i'm very um pessimistic about the future in Mm -hmm. terms of technology and the effect technology is going to have on us Mm -hmm. for example ai is now an actual realization right dude but Um,
0: but i'm tom uh, sorry to interrupt you i work i work as an i i I know like my by profession i'm a digital marketer Mm -hmm. i have my own agency blah blah whatever right i can Definitely say that to my listeners too, that Chat GPT itself is fucking getting dumber. It's not getting better. And because it's being
1: restricted.
0: No, 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 no. That's, that's not the reason. The reason is, I think, that the people who built it really understood the value. And there are people on this planet who are willing to throw shit ton of money at those people who developed it. To at least control the access to, yeah. you know, like AI.
1: Yeah, it's a limit what AI can learn because like AI can learn only what we input from, right? It's a, it's, a, it's essentially like a brain that absorbs everything and then processes that. So we, um, by putting content into it. Um, you know, that's going to feed this brain so that it can develop different responses. Mm. But the scary part to tech, the, the scariest part of all technology, all forms of technology, social media, websites, mm-hmm. platforms, etc.,
2: mm-hmm.
1: is that people control the software
2: mm, and the behind yes.
1: the scenes. So if you, ha- so like. For example um there's a very good documentary on netflix that i always tell people to watch if they're not mm-hmm. informed on this stuff called the social dilemma mm-hmm. it's just a very basic entry-level um documentary to talk about things such as like surveillance capitalism mm-hmm. um computer algorithms how social media actually works and all the psychology that goes into it like for example um you know how do you ref- you know how do you on, on like tw- on like oh i guess it's called x now on x instagram on all the social media yeah. platforms mm-hmm. How do, you, how do you refresh the mm-hmm. feeds? Do you know what you do?
0: There's a button that you hit.
1: Or you, now nah, you do something with your finger.
0: Okay, that's swipe down.
1: Yeah, you swipe down, you scroll down, right? Mm-hmm. So psychological studies have been shown that that was taken from, do you want to take a guess? No idea. Gambling, slot machines. Mm-hmm. Because the human brain, they've done studies where um think of it like pavlov's dog right like when you when you um out and you ring the bell present the dog with food it'll salivate right yes same thing with a human right if you pull the trigger and then you see the flashing lights and you see you know you see the flashing like ding 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 winner 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 and it's like oh shit, that's that's serotonin release to the brain so now your brain yeah
0: do you also know why we swipe down and up majority of the times
1: um, well, the swiping down is because of the. From what from the research that I've done is mm-hmm. because of the the gambling. The, um, yes. The, the slot but, machine.
0: Yeah, but why do we do like swipe up and down mode? Up,
1: I honestly up, I'm not sure.
0: Okay, so it's because people studied chimpanzees and monkeys. And dexterity was what set humans apart. And humans thump can go up and down very very easily and very quickly without putting a lot of effort in brain oh,
1: where the chimpanzees what they do is they use their pointer finger right yes that's ah, the reason that makes sense that's crazy and oh dude they, they've done so many studies on like on uh primates and stuff and yes with technology and um I, believe it or not a lot of the a lot of the technology like even like like vr and stuff is mm-hmm. tested on like primates yes. and stuff like they test yes. a lot of that stuff on if a pri- if primates and other chimpanzees and other types of smart um monkeys can do that kind of stuff
0: I don't want to name the country, but do you know, like they killed, I think like 20 chimpanzees because, um, they they tested VR on them and they stimulated those, uh, chimpanzee brains way too much where, um, it, it leaded to brain clot where, you know, like the blood circulation to brain stopped. What? Yeah.
1: Overstimulation.
0: Yes. Overstimulation meaning just creating too much of like a glaring world that a chimpanzee is not. Yes. Correct. Wow. It's essentially oh, you know, overloading the data.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, that that's reason, and
0: that's the reason, and that's the reason, you know, have you seen this meta world?
1: I ha- so I haven't, I haven't heard of this scenario, but it makes sense to me. Like it, I'm. Uh-huh. it's like clicking in my head. I'm like, wow. So
0: I know, have you heard of meta world from uh, this Mark Sagaba group? No, I haven't. Okay, so th- that's why they had to remove a lot of things away from Meta World. So Meta World is like one-on-one replica of this particular world. I don't know th- why they would do it. Mm-hmm. And you had to wear this expensive VR from Meta to use it.
2: Um, I actually, I actually do have a VR headset. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I have an, I have an Oculus. Um, so which yeah, is like, they, the Meta, the the Meta one, or
1: whatever.
2: Yeah.
0: So, they had to remove a lot of things from it because they understood that you cannot, you know, like, tire the brain out. And then the user well, yeah. will be gone.
1: Yeah, well, it's, 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 this is why it's like scary because, um, so these kids are entering, and, and honestly, you don't even need like the VR goggles to be fully immersed. Like, I, I do a thing with the kids, I, I check their, um, their screen time. Mm hmm. Dude, they're on. Do you know what, the, like the average? Um, I was reading a study recently. Do you know what the average screen time for an adolescent in a is, day, uh, at least in, in, in America, day? in a day? Yes, a, day, in, yeah, the in,
0: daily in, a in, in a day, time. I would say I would guess somewhere around fourteen hours, twelve to fourteen hours.
1: That's that's a lot. That's mm-hmm. that's crazy. But it's seven and a half.
0: But you're that's only still a lot. <laughs> yeah, but you're only lot. looking at mobile phones, right? You're not. You know, taking into consideration TVs, um, you know, computer monitors, tabs. that's the
1: thing is kids, especially kids in more impoverished areas, typically mm-hmm. their phone is their everything. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I feel like not a lot of kids play video games as much anymore. Um, I feel like because a lot of, I think because even with video games, like I've learned from video games, dude. Like I remember yes. like playing Assassin's Creed. Like you learn historical lessons and like you learn Tom, stuff. From, from just, just
0: before hitting record on this particular episode, I was playing Assassin's Creed.
1: Oh, nice! I I was gonna buy them for the um, um, from the Steam sale, but mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, this is it's. I don't think I'm gonna have enough time. But I've been playing Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh my like, god! Dude, please don't, so... please
0: please don't finish that game.
1: I I don't want to. I actually I kind of stopped because I was enjoying it so much. Um, Tom, I can I can
0: promise you the day you will finish it. So how do you play? Like PlayStation, Xbox, PC.
1: Uh, I play everything on PC.
0: PC, right? Okay, yeah. the day you're going to finish Red Dead Redemption Two. I swear to God, you will, you will literally like uninstall Windows and just sell Don't the fucking PC. Don't say that to me. PC. Stop.
1: I'm, stop. Don't say that to me. Because like that game is, that game is so well put together because of like the culture, the historical accuracies. Like it's just, um, it's like walking through a museum, like living through a historical
2: era. Like, I swear and I, to God, love if, that.
0: if you finish it, if you finish it, no other game in this fucking world can satisfy your, um, you know, like that urge to play a, a better game or even a similar game like yeah, I, yeah. Th- there is nothing like that like because i have gone through that heartbreak <laughs> i want to it, save uh, you from yeah. that heartbreak like no it's not only finishing but the way it's like it has unlimited branches right because not all npcs have the same dialogues all the time it's just mm. unpredictable what happens all the time and once you finish it it's like you know like other things not, uh, you know, don't interest you as much as that.
1: Yeah, that's how I feel with Boulders Gate three right now. Like that, mm-hmm. that's another game where like they they kind of hit the nail on the head of like just really exploring an open fantasy world, which is cool. And and that's what like that's why I, I like I'm I kind of I'm a bit of a fan of video games mm-hmm. within moderation because mm-hmm. video games have historically. So my my master's thesis I wrote on um I wrote like it's like eighty eight pages mm-hmm. um writing talking about Uh, video game culture, video game technology and like how uh, video game culture early on has excluded women, because women were excluded from technology, women were also excluded from video game culture. And I'm sure you've seen people always make fun of women. They bully them online. They talk like if they're in a lobby, a voice call lobby, oh, go make me a sandwich, you're a stupid slut. This and like all this crazy, like there's always been this negative bias towards women and video games. Whereas video games are simply just like a fun outlet for human creativity and yes. no person should be excluded from that right so that's yes. why i think video games and esports are a good outlet for the kids especially if done right because it for example like i was a nerd like when i was growing up like i was a scrawny little nerd you mm-hmm. know and i would have loved esports i used to be top 2000 in like league of legends i used to be grandmaster top 500 on overwatch like i used to be good mm-hmm. at games but there was never an outlet for it yes. right? i never had anyone channeling me or pushing me in a direction there was
0: no monetary part to it
1: exactly mm-hmm. you know so and it wasn't just me and my mom knew because i used to go outside and play games i used to walk everywhere go to the park hang out with my friends so my mom never had a problem with me playing video games you know because mm-hmm. she knew i was well rounded but these kids they're not even like playing video games they just sit on TikTok and scroll through TikTok for hours and hours and just watch mindless videos Tom, minute after minute
0: uh-huh do you want do you want to like he has. He had a good news. Sure. Like in India, TikTok is banned.
1: I know they wanted. I know Trump wanted to ban TikTok in the United States.
0: Yeah, they banned it here back in uh, twenty eighteen or nineteen.
1: Oh, so they actually banned it at a good time before it could actually do anything. Yes, what? because it's it's a Ch-
0: Chinese software, so they were like, "Fuck you."
1: <laughs> so what do you actually? You know, I'm going to ask you a question now. Yeah. <laughs> um actually what so what do, what would you say does the indian community actually what do they view um the result of, of that do, do they think it's like no what, what i mean is do they view that that decision that political decision of banning TikTok? do they think overall it was beneficial do you think it was like eh, it's really not a big deal or like actually you know maybe we would benefit from having it like is there like a so consensus?
0: people they re- really don't mind about you know that much about it because mm-hmm. TikTok did not have enough time to like, you know, like bury its roots in India. It was very new back then. I still remember it was very new. It was so new that, you know, people running into bugs and, you know, issues when when you Mm -hmm. wanted to use TikTok back then. And back then itself, government of India decided, you know, what, like they're taking too much data and, you know, uh, so we don't want that here because back then, I don't know whether you remember or not. Um, there was a report that, um, you know, many devices started uh, draining their batteries very fast since they had uh, installed TikTok um, because there was so much internet bandwidth that was going on, even if the phone was in sleep or in even lock mode. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of complaints about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, government of India like banned, like I think 90 plus apps that were Chinese. Um, yeah, so yeah. In, in in India, you know, that kind of void has been filled by Instagram and some other small, um, you know, like TikTok clone apps here locally in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, people don't really bitch about it that much because, um, <clears throat> you know, there is a game called as PUBG. Have you heard of it?
1: Oh, of course. Yeah, I used to play PUBG when it was like in mm-hmm. like beta or whatever a long mm-hmm.
0: time ago. So, you know, like PUBG and India have this kind of romantic relation where... Um, They come out and the government of India bans them, again they modify their privacy laws, again they come back, again they get banned. It has happened like 4 times and now for the 5th time they are again back in India. Um, But there were a lot of contingencies for them, like they had to set their servers within India. They cannot export the data to other countries, you know, like stricter rules let's say. So, you know, in India right now, I don't know, of course you would not know because, you know, why would you care? Um, Because you're an American, um, you know, like, now they're passing a law where you can download your user information from any mobile app. Wow. So, it, you know, like, uh, for example, let's say Tinder, right, or Facebook. Mm
2: -hmm. If you ask
0: them, you know, like, what do you have in Ganesh Data? Because that's me, I'm the user. How much details have you taken from me? They have to give you a report from day one to, like, till date
1: each and every thing they had to have to give you that's awesome see that's i think that's a good step in the d- next direction because the thing is my my big the reason why i really want to go back for the phd is because i want to publish a dissertation i want to write a book and i want to talk about mm-hmm. like i want to talk about like like people are just giving away their light like people have turned themselves into the people are now the commodity no longer are they trying to sell um new technologies fancy new mm-hmm. things and they're literally just selling you you are the humans the united states citizens they are the product yes for information so, in thousands of dollars
0: mm-hmm. i said and as i said i work in digital media
1: mm-hmm. so you know all this
0: <laughs> if 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 i had the chance to show a kid or even a grown adult of how much details or how much like their stuff is out there and actively, you know, like advertisers are taking advantage of, they would check their phone into the Nile river.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I do same like it's, it's very, it's weird. Like it, that's why they, they call it surveillance capitalism, right? It's, it's 1984. It's this whole entire surveillance state where technology has evolved to a point where every single little thing is being tracked and monitored. Mm-hmm. And, um, you gotta be comfortable under it's like got to kind of understand that also, you know, remember, in the United States, the Patriot Act, after 911 mm-hmm. is essentially what what gave that information that that the okay in the United States, 911 yes. was essentially a big excuse to just say, Okay, we can spy mm-hmm. on all Americans doing anything at any time for any given reason whatsoever. And mm-hmm. they have to be okay with it. Yeah. And if you tell Americans, like when I tell my kids that they're like, Wait, what? Like people don't, people don't know. And dude, Dude, this is the problem. Like, no one is informed on this stuff. I tell the kids when they sign up on a new application, they up- download a new update. No one reads the terms and services. Like, yes. that's why I appreciate shows like Black Mirror, or they try to show like, okay, here's an episode of Black Mirror, where you signed up for the terms and conditions. And then they actually are harvesting your organs because you sub- you consented to it. Yes. Like it's, and I, and I know it's, it seems irrational, but like, if they really wanted to do some bullshit like that, they really, really could. Mm-hmm. And Tom, they
0: want to know the v- worst apps? So because uh, in, ter-
1: in terms of like selling your data and information?
0: No, in, in terms of screwing humanity over.
1: Oh, sh- in general. Sure.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure by the, by the time this episode will be out, some of your students will be hearing about this. Um, so especially for girls um you know those period trackers those are the worst fucking apps ever built period built period like that's the fucking thing that's the worst thing that can happen i'm swearing a lot i don't know whether your kids will be able to hear it or not but (laughs) that's the worst thing dude like any women on this planet i suggest you uninstall it
1: they just track so much data about you
0: because any man or any woman who had to deal with the who, who, who had to you know deal with a woman who was going through her periods understands the un- amount of uncertainty in terms of emotion and decision making at these apps capitalize on it hmm.
1: that could that would make sense because a lot of a lot of the way that social media fun uh, the algorithms of social media function, they try to create essentially like an AI replica of your brain and like what decisions. Basically, it's just a lot of pattern gathering. So it's like if you buy a lot of things online and they all mm-hmm. tend to be black, the next advertisement you're going to get is going to be for a product in the color black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so it, it it's like okay, this is a pattern, and it's, it's just it, it it downloads essentially the patterns and the rhythms that you just normally if a person have your interest and mm-hmm. then, then they try to replicate that and then that's yes. where they kind of add so same thing probably with even the period trackers mm-hmm. like yeah, because they'll probably sense your um you can I'm, I'm not sure i'm obviously i've never used the period app i can't really like say mm-hmm. but i'm sure there's a lot of vital information even personal medical information that people put into exactly
0: so tom what happens is you know it will it will actually i have i have seen those apps because i work in the particular industry not in periods industry guys don't like kill me but and it's digital uh, landscape so those apps are able to like predict um, when your periods are going to come in mm-hmm. and they have all the medication details they have your personal details and some apps ask you to connect your facebook to those particular apps mm-hmm. and, and then just pull more information yeah, and then you're just creating a network, right? Because that Facebook is connected to your Instagram and Instagram can run ads, Facebook can run ads. Exactly. And they can show you those things that you would like in your period and you end up buying those things impulsively. Yeah, like your can't, your
1: favorite chocolate. I, my, my sister yes. is actually my, my roommate and like so she, mm-hmm. whenever she gets her period, she always buys like the same piece of fucking chocolate, same chocolate bar every single time you know so it's just it's just funny because of I, like i don't how,
0: understand like how how could you call your sister as flatmate
1: well uh, she like she just we just she just has the other bedroom in my apartment
0: yeah then it would be just house right like it's a house that you you we both are living in
1: i mean i guess i mean any apartment any house anything you live in <laughs> is a house right I'm, I'm just she's, fucking she's, with she's like yeah no nah. <laughs> but um <laughs> because no, it's just,
0: it's just... I, I see i see this very very weird because one one time i was talking to this young guy he was out of colorado um he said you know like um so we were talking sim- in the similar fashion and you know there was a lady speaking in the background and he was like sorry that's my uh you know roommate and i you know i literally thought he was in a dorm or something and in the end you know he said you know that's my mother i like the fuck are you talking about <laughs> Um, (laughs) yeah so yeah i'm just fucking with you like don't take it personally no no i
1: don't Um, it's all good
0: so tom moving on um here is the saddest thing that i saw today you know i was just scrolling facebook i mean not scrolling but just you know looking for good content i saw um a vlogger go into deep like west virginia um you know like towns smaller towns and haulers Mm -hmm. and looking at like coal mine workers you know and how they live and you know what's their current state and i don't know why i it made me really sad thinking about you know like united states flexes so much about we spend so much money on defense and blah 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 but they're still unable to take care of their own people uh, yeah that's what i wanted to like kind of talk about it if you're aware about it like in west virginia and all these coal towns coal mining towns now they're just coming apart because they have no they have no jobs and even these coal companies are having harder time to find people working in coal mines
1: yeah i mean just just the the way the world has evolved at this point um a mm-hmm. lot of industries are kind of like going under mm-hmm. um we're just kind of we're kind of like ever just with like the invention of like the internet and other types of like software and hardware technology like that,
2: mm-hmm. our
1: society, I forgot, I always forget the name of this like law. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, the idea is that every year, the power of computing like doubles. Right. So it's mm-hmm. just like, it becomes exponentially large. So every year that we continue to, like, I think right now they're working on like nano computing or like su- it's like supercomputing where it's like, it's like the level of computing that they're working on is like apps. it's like astrophysics in computing it's insane but
0: um, but but computing you know formula doesn't take human cost into it right
1: uh, i i would assume not and because yeah. of and but that's the problem is that they don't care like right because just, tom he,
0: he, here is what it here is what i believe and here is what i trust right I, I because i come i come from a very big airport third world country i cannot believe that i'm you know still saying that um because tomorrow that is 15th august is our independence day mm-hmm. um i still can, I cannot believe that i'm calling my country as third world country because that's what we are labeled as even though we are the fifth largest economy in the world right now um mm-hmm. but i pay close attention to international media and international relationship and you know what happens around the world and You know like are you aware of this cobalt um you know mining kind of clashes and ethics Mm -hmm. so it's like you know like drc the congo is where the biggest reserve of you know cobalt is in Mm -hmm. and all the batteries in this world need cobalt and all of these people who are liberals or whatever they want to call themselves as who are, you know, like solar panel wearing battery carrying people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Yeah, but you're not taking human value into consideration. Yeah, I and at a, at a,
1: at a big level like that. They typically don't and that's
0: because Tom, that's he, like... he, oh, here well. is what I believe here is what I trust, right? Because you're you're my age. I and also you are an expert in history, right? I try to be. Yeah, because you're a teacher, dude. Come on now. I dabble. <laughs> you, uh, you know, like, you must have seen on your own eyes, United States exporting its manufacturing, China.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And today, even Hollywood is majorityly led by Chinese people. Mm-hmm. Now, even though I don't care, people want to bitch about, you know, like unsafe coal uh, mining, working conditions and all these things. But the only reason that governments are pushing for solar energy or these renewable sources is only because they know that the human cost for cobalt and all these rare minerals is at a cheaper cost than coal has become now, right? Because coal is a unionized
1: job. Which is, yeah, so it's like, so there's a lot, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of uh, historical narratives on like labor histories mm-hmm. and things like that um i'll be honest it's probably not one of my favorites i mean like because <laughs> like i mean listen it is what it is some people have to work it's just the history of i mean it's interesting in understanding that like you know a lot of people like are a part of this category people deserve to be paid livable wages and things like that as well mm-hmm. um it's just ultimately like a history of like exploitation and the effects of capitalism the financial systems and et cetera et cetera whatever um, but you're right, and then that's the problem: is like these companies are not paying attention to like they're they're maximizing profit over the well-being and the sustainability of their business practice with mm-hmm. their employees, and yeah. that's where things get sad. You know what I mean? Like like listen, I I'm in a comfortable job. I have some of the best health care anyone in the United States can find. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful that for that because you know I do have I do have some medical issues. Like I have a herniated disc in my neck from an accident a couple mm-hmm. years ago. So, you know, I'm thankful for that, but, you know, I mean, I pay for that. That comes out of my, that comes out of my paycheck. It's like, it's a lot of money, dude,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know? So it's not like, uh, oh, I just get free healthcare. It's like, no, that shit comes right out of my paycheck. <laughs>
2: um,
1: But, you know, other job, but it's like, why do teachers get this, but not this job or that job, you know? So when it comes to like healthcare, providing for people, providing safe, equitable jobs and stuff,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's, it's, it's hard, you know, cause like, people enter all these different industries and you know if every job had the same benefits the same pay mm-hmm. then no one would ever want to work in a coal mine you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you have to yeah, make it worth for people to you have to make it worth it for people to work there but you mm-hmm. have to also make it like safe and effective because back in the day when there were no labor laws right yes. people were like losing fingers the junk yeah. you know, literally the jungle by upton sinclair like exposed mm-hmm.
0: black lungs um
1: yeah yeah black lungs are like just the pe um so upton sinclair's the jungle he wrote a book in the, mm-hmm. in like um the early 1900s talking about um meat packing factories in chicago and like how people were losing fingers um how they, they were dropping all oh, the, the meat was infected and they were still shipping it and packing it and selling it mm-hmm. and just um and just recently a documentary um came out on netflix talking about the state of food in the united states and how it's actually contradictory to what they say everyone says oh America, the best quality of food in the world mm-hmm. um, it's like not husband, it's man. not yeah exactly like <laughs> the standards were, when i was watching i was like wow these standards are lower than I, what i even thought
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah
1: um, i'm gonna see if i can try to find um so uh, in the
0: meantime uh tom um i have a very dear friend called us his, his name is brendan mm-hmm. um he has been on the podcast multiple times like he he is like the most like sensitive soul that I met in my life, um you know he says that because I feel Tom like sometimes in my in my past life, you know like a long time ago, I was probably an American um you know like the gun bearing you know bald eagle <laughs> yeah striped <laughs> shirt kind of person um yeah, so it really struck me when I saw that i saw that situation in West Virginia. Um not not because you know like that's not the situation in in India too, but in India, right, the thing is people are willing to work hard in different industries and exactly. fortunately, India has been given this boon of agriculture
2: mm-hmm.
0: like and I am a very firm believer of you can replace any everything that's human like literally everything love reproduction blah blah everything but one thing that people I I think nothing else can replace human is in hard work
1: well yeah a machine is programmed to do the same task right
0: yes but so but the will of human is what made technology happen so yeah, humans. He, here is a here is a, like a funny story, right? Um, there is this state called as Jharkhand in in India. Mm-hmm. It's a very backward kind of state, like it's it was still developing back in the day, and you know people had to cross mountains to fetch water, like that was the reality. So one fine day, a pregnant woman was you know walking through the mountain and she slipped and died which was a very common occurrence right because if you are you know like climbing mountains every day accidents prone to happen
2: mm-hmm.
0: right now here here is the crazy thing uh, the husband <clears throat> um, who who was a very hard worker um, he he went like crazy he was like you know like fuck you mountain and he literally carved out a path through the mountain like he literally split the fucking mountain in half and, you know, like carved a, a, a path, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that kind of deter- determination, technology or AI or computers can never understand. You Do you know yeah. why? Do you know why? Because all what? of our circuits, all of our microchips are built to take the easiest path the least you know resistant path is what they're taught to take but all more than often that's not the ideal way right mm-hmm. and that is where the human factor comes in
1: which is why I'm very against like technology I, I know you mentioned the word pessimism in the mm-hmm. beginning and like I, I really wouldn't say like uh I don't want to say like pessimistic because like when you get into like philosophy there's like there's there's nihilism, which is like literally about like negative philosophy like Arthur Schopenhauer and like I love reading Mm -hmm. and stuff like it actually makes sense it's all about like the perspective you're reading it like Mm -hmm. like just but his philosophy is very similar to like what the Buddha was talking about where like all life is suffering and then you know the only way to alleviate suffering you know um so when you it's all about the perspective and that's the beauty of of humanity and that's why I tell the kids like you guys gotta like mediate your time with technology. Don't let it consume you. Don't let it take over and reduce your human capabilities. Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: you guys can critically think you guys have brains, you can rationale and you guys like have this beautiful capability to think about things like, mm-hmm. and make a decision and mm-hmm. change things. And, and they don't understand that. Like, they just think they're being trained. Like dude, one thing I hate as a, t- and I'm not, and I'm a very academic person and um, I wish, um, I can be a lot more rigorous with the kids, but unfortunately, the quality of students that we have currently are not capable of doing what Back I would like them to do. Also,
0: kids, right? Like they are understanding but, of world and their maturity is still not there
1: yet. Absolutely, but mm-hmm. no one else in their life is instilling and teaching them about this. Yes, you know what I mean? their that's parents, unfortunate thing. Go home, fuck off, go play video games, go go on your phone. I don't care. Just leave me alone. Eat dinner. Go to bed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like some of these kids don't get nurture like um just you know sometimes you when you watch a show or something and you just see like a, a caring i'm actually i'm watching um i have a, my, my guilty pleasure i love watching like um the, like uh so, so very few like like shows on like love i'm watching one called down for love it's about like people with intellectual disabilities and like down syndrome mm-hmm. and then like certain organizations help them find romantic partners and they help mm-hmm. them want safely and things like that it's very wholesome and cute and then when you see like you meet the families, like the families really worked hard in raising these people and like, yes. you know, and they were faced with such a, a, a difficult challenge, but they were capable of, you know, so it shows like the family unit exists, like there's good family, like, but that culture is declining. And I think a part of that is the use of technology. Cause a lot of, you know, a lot of the parents of my kids are old, they're fairly young. Like they're probably like in their young younger thirties, they're not too much older than I am.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So what that means is like they themselves probably some of them are like really big into technology or they're a part of the problem too Mm -hmm. um whether it be on social media instagram posts going out clubbing uh, a lot of bullshit but Mm -hmm. the 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 moral of the story being that like technology is this like absolutely amazing thing like i i i would not want to have been born in a different time Mm -hmm. i love everything that i have access to i've played some some of the best games i've ever played have made me cry like you know i mean like i have an electric drum set i use to like practice so i don't make a lot of noise like there's so much like benefit to technology mm-hmm. that I would never want to have been born at any other time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it comes down to us humans being responsible and aware of what this stuff is actually doing to us and how it's affecting us. That's like mm-hmm. what I want people to understand. I'm not saying don't don't become you don't have to become a hermit, anti-technology, blow up mm-hmm. the 5G tower. Limited. But yeah, just be aware, like for example, like uh you know, dude, I've been on dates like in the past where like, dude girls go on their phone? Or, oh like, like fuck
0: that, fuck that.
1: Yeah, one thing I like about this girl that I'm dating now she she like never goes on her phone. She actually literally mm-hmm. almost she almost never texts like ever. Damn. Mm-hmm. and and I, and I'll be honest with you, I'm gonna be very honest with you. Um, I'm an, I'm enjoying her a lot. I think she's mm-hmm. a, she's a great human being and I think we just connect on a level that's a lot deeper than most other people mm-hmm. and we are looking for the same thing. And it's just funny because I want to, I, I want to get to know her, but I'm, I'm, I have a lot of time this summer. I'm chilling, you know, mm-hmm. um, she works like literally five days a week and then she's mm-hmm. going back to school in, in September. So she's like a busy bee, but mm-hmm. she never texts like, and I, and I respect that boundary. She likes a lot. Like she likes time to herself and things like that. Mm-hmm. And just the funny thing is that like. I want to text her because like, i just want to see hey how's your day like how is everything like you have this coming up are you excited mm-hmm. no but she barely ever ever answers you know mm-hmm. and i find it fun <laughs> i find it so weird because it's like i'm the one talking about like yeah fuck technology and this but it's like mm-hmm. technology is, a, is just a means <laughs> to reach communication but i don't want to bother it's dude it's so it's like such a weird mental like yeah fuckery. she's being
0: mysterious though <laughs>
1: yeah it's like but it's yeah. not mysterious because then like then when i asked her i'm like hey you want to go out on saturday and she's like yeah and then she's like Re- ready to go and it's like mm-hmm. not a problem but it's just yeah. funny that you know she's also made me reflect like you know i'm cool with that but it's just it's the, the complex thing is that obviously when you're dating this is more of like a relationship thing than a history and technology thing but it's like mm-hmm. when you're dating that's the time you want to get to know someone mm-hmm. but the way that she just functions as a person I have to do that in a different way. It has mm-hmm. to be like in person, like doing things with her, you know, mm-hmm. it, I can't, she does not just sit in text. Mm-hmm. So, but that just goes to show that not everyone is fully immersed in the technology field and me, like I have social media, excuse me, I have social media and stuff, but I was thinking of like deleting some of them and like, please
0: I, don't do it. Please don't do it.
1: I just don't use them.
0: No, it's, it's like, it's like, I have, I have seen this thing before. Where people are like, you know what, I'm going to get away from Instagram, I'm going to uninstall it. Mm-hmm. And I say, please don't do it. Because that kind of convinces your brain that you do not have control over that particular thing. That's why you want to avoid it.
1: Well, it's like, it's more or less like, I'll be honest, like, I really have nothing. But, for Tom, example, it's like-, like
0: this, right? It's like this, you, you are on a diet, right? And, and you have a very good looking and very, you know, like, very good smelling pie in front of you. Right? And not to eat it is self-control, but to go get away from it is avoiding it.
1: All right. I all right, I like the way you put that. I respect that. I think that's a good way to put it because... That's why. Please um, don't
0: uninstall it because I have seen people craving it so much that they have installed it and got hooked on it.
1: Well, that's what I mean is that people are becoming addicted to this. I don't, I by no means feel addicted, but like mm-hmm. it's almost to the point where I just don't even care for it. Why is it even on my phone? But mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, I
0: could just leave it there, whatever. I don't give a yes, shit. Yes, please. But if they want to, yeah, yeah so, so that um, they can it, keep on under- You know, like, you're reminding me of, um, have you seen this Mr. Iglesias on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, he's funny. <laughs> yeah, his, his, um, you know, him being the historical te- history teacher in a school. Um, He has a series called as Mr. Iglesias.
1: Yeah, I watched. Yeah, I watched the whole show. It was pretty good, actually.
0: Yeah, you're reminding me of him because you are very like genuine and like warm kind of person.
1: Nice, I appreciate that. That's that's like that's like my whole goal. Like that 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 tells me I'm successful because, um, just recently, so even so talk even talking to her like made me realize like. You know, I've always been comfortable with myself. I've been single for a while, like I, and it's mostly because of choice. Like I just don't find a lot of people that I feel that are worth investing time into. And I like building myself. Like I go to the gym, I'm fit. Uh, I work on playing music with my band. Like I, you know, I take care of my cat and shit. Like I like, I like what I do. You know, and I want someone to fit into that puzzle and not. I don't want to have to fucking jam them in like a broken like peg. You know, um, <laughs> so. I, I try to carry myself as this genuine person. And mm-hmm. I, I went to actually, believe it or not, I used to go to concerts all the time. I've actually lost track of how many I've been to. Mm-hmm. But last mm-hmm. Thursday, I went to go see Lamb of God. They were like playing 10, 15 minutes away from me. I'm like, bro, I have to absolutely go. And mm-hmm. I actually, that was the first time I went to a concert by myself. And I actually, I made friends. I made friends with a couple. I hung out with them the whole night. It was like the husband's birthday. The wife took him out for the, and we, were just, we talked the whole night. They're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. if we ever come up here, you should come to the concerts with us. It's just like, I like being, I like the person that I am because, um, the way of my outlook, the way I treat people and the way I uphold mm-hmm. myself, um, I hope is, I would like to have that rub off on like the kids. I want them to see like, you know, Mr. Dur's not afraid to you know go out there and, and be nice to people or treat people with respect. Like I want to kind of do that same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't go around telling people like, yeah, I'm kind of the best. I'm kind of the shit. Cause I don't, but I do know my value as a person and I know what I contribute. So I want to lead by example, as opposed by like, you know, telling people how they should live their life. I want to live my life. And then I want people to be like, you know, I kind of like what he does. Cause I've learned stuff from you, from this interaction. Like there's things like, I'm like, you know what? I like the way he phrased this. I like the way he put this, it it put it into Mm -hmm. a better perspective or made me a little bit more confident about my understanding of something, you know? So Mm -hmm. every interaction you have with a person you take away from them, they don't have to have a PhD. They don't have to be a billionaire. Mm -hmm. Every single fucking person you ever meet will have something to teach you.
0: Yes, Tom, um, I don't know, like, uh, how to like deliver this, but do you know, like a lot of bullshitters don't do podcasts?
1: Like a lot of, like a lot of bullshitters that do podcasts? Like,
0: no, no, a lot of bullshitters and scammers don't do podcasts. They avoid it. Do you know why? Why? No. Because in, 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 in a video format, you have visuals to hide yourself. But in audio, there is no way to hide, because it's just your authenticity coming out.
1: Yeah, podcasts are a lot more raw, I think. And yeah, that's why I like podcasts. And also, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot
0: use your body language and hand movements and fucking, you know, like fancy stuff to, uh, you know, like misguide people.
1: Or just use your appearance. Like, you know, for example, there's yes. a lot of good looking people out there, right. And a lot of people have followers just simply because they're good looking.
0: Yes. And but in podcasting, that does not work
1: yeah i mean there's I, I like visual podcasts like for example like um i'm not really into, visual
0: podcasts know. are not podcasts it's like just they're like the, vlogs it, i guess it's like just hybrid stuck between. yeah i'd
1: say it's a vlog right a video vlog, video yeah
0: it, it's like stuck between a radio channel and uh, mtv
1: yeah but you're right podcasts are they're very unique and i think they're cool because they're like they're historical files and they remind me of like when you're playing like um like fallout and you log onto the computer and you like read through an audio file or something like it's like mm-hmm. a old or like you have yeah. like a recording tape from a video game and you're like listening to the narratives that people left behind
2: mm-hmm. that's
1: what's so cool about podcasts they're just gonna be saved on the internet and like you can consume yes. any amount of them there's obviously an overwhelming amount of them because anyone can make a podcast no like like, Tom, I come on
0: no it's not it's not <laughs> there, there is not enough
1: there is there's a lot
0: no there's a ton no because what you like and what i like is are two different things
1: True, true. So I guess, like in terms, I think just generally, like I think, because any podcasts are very accessible because anyone all you need is a microphone, and yes. all the all the applications are free online, which is awesome because it it which is mm-hmm. nice because it allows people an outlet to creativity without but, keeping but them here is my money.
0: Question, right? How many people hit the record button?
1: Yeah, I mean, I because I, there's the...
0: you you could literally record it off your i uh, you know like mobile phone, not even an iPhone. But how many people are, um, you know, like willing to hit record?
1: Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, like, yeah, you know, if I, you know, it's all about quality. So as I always tell the kids too, it's like quality over quantity. Um, uh-huh. I had one professor in grad school, um, usually, cause when you're in grad school, you gotta write like 25 page minimums. Mm-hmm. This guy, he had no page minimum, but he said, it better be, he's like, if you're writing a 10 page paper, it better be the best goddamn 10 page paper you've ever written in your life. Mm-hmm. You know so um and that's what i do with the kids too like with a lot of the work and stuff i leave it very open-ended and they get a lot of anxiety because they're so used to just being told exactly what they need to do i'm like well you got to be creative like this is where you're i allow my kids to um like for example instead of giving up like one project i give them Mm -hmm. five examples of a project and like hey you could do one of these five things Mm -hmm. and they get overwhelmed i'm like but i geared it towards people that are more into like photography Mm -hmm making PowerPoints, making a podcast, making, mm-hmm. I, you know, I give them so many different outlets, but they're not creative because they, all they do is they're consumers. They're not producers.
0: Yes. They
1: that's my that's anything.
0: exactly my point. Um, because, you know, like I i have an editor, I have my own team for this podcast mm-hmm. and guys, I'm not flexing, but I'm just telling you that, you know, and recently, uh, you know, my editor, uh, you know, like we were sitting and editing a uh on an episode and i was talking about something that i was not confident about you know i was like whether should i put it out or not kind of you know like sketchy topic mm-hmm. and he he listened to it and he instantly was like you are not confident about it right not really, how the fuck do you know and he he was like you know like in your voice like you know like i i can i can understand that you're not confident enough to about talking about it And that's when, that's when I know it really hit me. Like, you know, people are really observing. Like, even when, when you think people are not looking at you, they are. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. Uh, My mom always used to say something to me. It's, um, it's your, it's, it's, it's always going to be your intentions versus Mm -hmm. people's perceptions. Yes. So you can have, you can have the purest intentions, but if it comes off Mm -hmm. poor, if it's poorly perceived by others, Mm -hmm. um, then you're fucked, you know, and it's sad because you can have a pure heart. And still get labeled as the Antichrist, you know? Yeah, it's t- it's tough. It's it's really it it's, mm-hmm. it's very discouraging, you know. That's that's what makes so many right now. We have a we have a huge teacher shortage, um, mm-hmm. in the United States. No one wants to be a teacher just for the reasons like you were saying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the biggest problems is like teachers are not being listened to. They're not being protected. Mm-hmm. Like when teachers stand up for the kids or stand up for the the programs or they stand up for the academics and they just get shat on and then they don't get support. It's like all right. Well, I'm here to teach and I'm here to do this, but you're not even giving me the basic resources to do it. Like, you know, it just gets very frustrating and people just kind of give up.
0: Tom, do you want to hear something crazy? Sure. In India, when when you're doing your masters to go teach. So in the final exams, they give you like five hours of time to write a paper. And do you know how they like, uh, give marks to you like how how they grade you?
1: curious. So
0: they, they have a weighing machine. So, (laughs) um, I'm trying to be serious. Yeah. So they weigh how much like you have written, how many papers.
1: Wow. So they just, so you, you have five hours to write as much as possible.
0: Yes. And
1: they don't, they don't care about the content at all.
0: They don't give a shit about it. They might check like maybe one or two paper. One or two pages, sorry.
1: That sounds terrible. Yeah. Because that doesn't show. See, this is the funny thing. When I when I, in the beginning of the year, every year I do a slideshow for the kids. Tom, um, but you,
0: I, uh, sorry, like you also have to realize, in India, right? If if mm-hmm. if you're a teacher, mm-hmm. you get on YouTube. You could make a million or two, you know, like two in a in a year. That's not a problem here.
1: Teach, yeah, teachers take forever to make money here.
0: Yeah, here if you get on YouTube, like, and you're teaching proper things, like right now, um, there is a teacher who who teaches chemistry and physics, you know, and he's only teaching physics for competitive exams here, um, and his his like let's say the t- tuition or his you know particular channel or academy is worth around. I think I don't know $150 million. Wow. And it's just one teacher dude, one teacher teaching.
1: Yeah, that, that's, that's cool. And th- but the thing is like when I, so when I explain to the kids, I tell them, I'm like, listen, guys, I want you to know I'm not a social studies teacher. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I never will be. It's just not who I am mm-hmm. because I just don't, I don't vibe with other teachers. I don't get along with other teachers. Cause like they don't really do their job. Like a lot of them are lazy. They don't do their jobs and they don't really care. They just sit around and do nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Because but most me, of them are tenured.
1: Yeah, exactly. Once they're tenured, then they
2: become <laughs> really bad teachers. Like yeah. I, do
1: I teach a lot of like juniors, seniors, because mm-hmm. I um and I teach like higher level classes. But the thing is, I get kids from like US one, and like they're like, yeah, my teacher just showed us movies all year. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> fuck, you know. But mm-hmm. I tell them, I'm like, look, I'm like, you guys are really lucky. I'm not a teacher, okay? I'm not a social studies teacher. I'm not a history teacher. I'm a historian who just mm-hmm. happens to be working in a public school.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: when I talk to you guys, when I teach you things, and when we have conversations and dialogues and discourses in class, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be reading from a book, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be showing you guys real shit, like we're going to be doing real research, we're going to be reading real stuff, um, primary sources, we're going to be digging into real historical mm-hmm. um, content, conversations, narratives, and we're going to like actually dig deep into this and figure this stuff out. Like, that's my approach to teaching and it's they they, I always get the thing where like, my supervisor, well, my supervisor, like he's like, Oh, don't don't lecture so much, blah, blah, blah. But the kids, honestly, they like my lecturing, because I make it fun,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I make it interactive. And it's a lot of information, history is information. That's just what it's going to always be. It's always going to be fucking information. I'm sorry. Yes. So you know, you can't play fucking tic tac toe history every day. Like yes. you, you just can't fucking do that i'm sorry You're and also when these bored. kids get to college, yeah and then when these kids get to college anyway they're gonna get lectured at so <laughs> what the fuck's the boy right, anyway that's just my annoyance but you know i teach not as a teacher i teach as someone who has historical information and knowledge that wants mm-hmm. to share that because i at the museum that i used to work at i used to give a lot of tours and we used mm-hmm. to do tons of huge events. It used to be for a revolutionary war site where George Washington was. Mm-hmm. Um, and like people loved my tours. Like I, I, cause you get, you just get into it and you talk to them and you always paint the tour to appeal to the people that are there. So for example, um, let's say a group comes in from out of state. And they're like, oh, yeah, back in, you know, back where we're from, you know, we focus a lot on like agriculture. So I could focus on, okay, you know, maybe they don't want to hear about the military history. Mm -hmm. Maybe they want to hear about how they would have fed the army and like what the rations were like and what people wanted to eat. So Mm -hmm. I see my job as an educator, as a teacher, like I'm I'm painting the picture for the kids to appeal Mm -hmm. to them, like relating football to World War II if I have to, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, how do I get the football player kid to understand this challenging concept, right? Mm -hmm. Make it relate to him. how does it matter to him so you know that's that's kind of like what i try to do i try to shy away from the technology side of things and i try to get them engaged like put the phones away i actually this year i'm 100 percent banning phones Mm
2: -hmm. there
1: are no phones in my class at all so i
2: uh
1: I, I can't i was too nice i was because our school doesn't have a policy on it and the kids complain and then it becomes more of a headache to collect them but mm-hmm. from day one the second they walk into the class they're putting it in the cub in a cubby and that's it you're not mm-hmm. getting the phone i i'm not tolerating phones
0: <clears throat> yeah i think i think in that manner um you know in my country it's better i think because here you cannot carry your mobile phone to school good like you cannot even carry it in a backpack and i don't know how this culture of showing movies to children came in, in the united states because over here we don't we, we even don't have tvs in classrooms
1: we have the promethean boards we have like the flat screen boards
0: yeah no we have that but we cannot show movies like
1: i show i show movies once in a while but when they when they actually matter so for example like when we talk about like the night you know 20s. like
0: even my um you know like uh, my ne- niece and nephews are going to school right yeah even even till today no one has shown even me or, you know, like my cousin's kids movies. If they show that oh, that wow. teacher is going to be like, fuck next day.
1: <laughs> and, and that makes sense. I think, I think
0: I, so because, I, I love. Because film he, here the attitude is, you know, you have come to school to learn and you're going to learn for next 10 hours.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. And... Yeah.
1: You are there to learn. And I think some movies, like, so what I did was, um, when teaching world war one last mm-hmm. year, I showed them all, um, Netflix um in German they actually redid um all quiet on the western front Mm -hmm. um it just came out last year actually in December so I'm like I I watched it myself to see if it was Mm -hmm. good and it's like in German and everything it's like Mm -hmm. very authentic very good movie it's based on the book I don't know if you've ever read the book um but it's basically about a young 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 German boys who sign up um to join um the army and mm-hmm. then they're like excited, they're gonna make a name for themselves. And then they get there and then like people are dying. There's mm-hmm. rats all over the floor. Um, they see their friends get blown up in front of them. And it's just this horrible story of the, the realities and the heart and, and the severe, harsh conditions of being a soldier in a mil- in, in war at this time, world war one, the war to end all wars, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and the kids really liked the movie, even though it was like in German and stuff, mm-hmm. um, I, I thought it was just a really good learning tool. So i think i think when you appropriately use a film and not you don't just show like, like i'm not just gonna throw on like
0: fast um, and furious
1: yeah i'm not gonna throw on fast and furious we're not about yeah. there's absolutely no relation <laughs> to that but you know we watched this i showed them an old movie from the 1940s called the grapes of wrath based mm. on the book um so we watched that mm-hmm. um you know there's there's a couple other things I'd pr- i would probably show them if the content mm. called for it, Got it. um but if there's like, you know, if there's a learning lesson to be had mm-hmm. and there's value in it, like because film history is I I love film history. That's like my dirty like little secret. I love mm-hmm. film history. It's so interesting, just how much and you guys have um you guys have Bollywood and everything, right? And like no you guys,
0: dude, we have hundreds of woods here. <laughs> but yeah. movie
1: cultures are movie culture is big there. Yes. You know, so he, and there's here, a lot to learn from you know, movies. In
0: in India, if you are a movie star you're you're almost a demigod
1: but it's mostly for entertainment right there like
0: no mostly like people take it seriously like if, mm. if 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 let's say robert downey junior is my hero like i like him you cannot talk shit about him like you know there is going to be serious consequences like all the bollywood
1: him. stars like they people are very strict about like hey don't talk so, shit about my favorite one
0: so it's like over here we have around you know like 64 languages and Fucking like 90 um you know like bollywoods and uh, sandalwoods and tollywoods or collywood like too many fucking uh, mo- movies so, so many studios and stuff. <laughs> no it's just movie industries whole industries, industries yeah. because you know languages, different culture cultures are different and mm-hmm. typically you know like in sandalwood and uh, um you know in tamil movie industry and telugu movie industry like the you know like heroes are like perceived to be like these perfect people like they are more than celebrities dude like people, um, for example, let's say I, I like Tom, right? Tom is a very good actor. Mm-hmm. I don't care how fucking shit is the next movie. I'm going to pay so much money to watch that movie
1: first day, first show. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so the, people do take it very So, but America is like that too, right? With like uh, all the social media people. Yeah,
0: but not nearly as here because here people get trashed. People get into, people get violent, you know, like violent if you have any un you know like unfavorable unfavorable opinion on celebrities. Mm. So yeah, like in that terms we are we are a little bit crazy, like out there. Anyways, um have you heard of this Operation Paperclip
1: thing? Yes I have.
0: <laughs> I don't know why. Like I uh you know like there there is this author called as Annie J Jacobson. Jacobson sorry mm-hmm she appeared um i think on joe rogan many years ago and you won't believe that was the first episode of joe rogan that i sat through the entire episode okay because it was so damn interesting because i don't know whether you're aware of it or not but india has a like a very different and weird relationship with germans and world wars mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, because uh, the Brits took us to Europe uh, and to Russia to fight under the Imperial British Army, mm-hmm. and 1.6 million people that are Indian died in the war. Mm-hmm. And you know, India lost around two trillion dollars of value in terms of food, grains, animals, um, arms, and ammunition. We lost so much wealth, you know, in the wars. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, we always had this kind of weird relation to world wars um because you being an american historian i can understand um you know like churchill to you might be the greatest hero well
1: well we uh you gotta remember the united states never wanted to be in either world war
0: but we were but, the last
1: ones to get involved
0: but no i'm I'm just saying like churchill might be a very great western hero right eh,
1: to the british
0: yeah we I wouldn't really say he's my hero, you know? freaking hate him because um there is a very big region here called as bengal mm-hmm. and it, it's a very well documented thing that back in the day when 1916 in in the world war one or two i don't remember exactly um you know like bengal had famine where there was nine years of no rain um, and Brits came in and looted even the last, you know, like gram of uh food. Jesus. And they kept it as stockpiles. They did not even use it for food. They were just like, you know, these are stockpiles. And yeah, the
1: British it, are not nice people.
0: Yeah, and the result of that, you know, like 3.2 million people died in India in famine. And like, you know, like these are the things that and you know, like because people don't understand Indian history, and when they see that a lot of Indians tried to gather support from Hitler um you know for our own independence they're like how fucking dare you <laughs> you know yeah. and we tried to seek help of russia and people are like you know like especially western countries they're like how how dare you and we were like we dare it because you are the ones who are oppressing us you know you're mm-hmm. the french you are the italians you are the portuguese like and you know brits you are the people who were you know like fucking us over and you know like tra- trading slaves
1: <laughs> i know no. it's the whole the whole era of like imperialism mm-hmm. uh colonialism and all that stuff like it's i teach i teach a very specific elective called latin mm-hmm. american studies so uh-huh. i essentially am teaching the kids about the development of latin america and mm-hmm. like but i focus on it on a very different angle like i'm not gonna sit there and just be like a christopher columbus basher mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna be like yeah christopher columbus was a scumbag fucking- mm-hmm. <laughs> no like Let's actually talk about like how did this just happen? Like, like there's no use in just yelling at about a dead person.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know,
1: like you know, first of all, like people don't even realize the first interaction that happened when Columbus arose. Um, the documentation states that things were things went very well. Like they they revered them. They 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 welcomed them in very willingly. But uh, what, what do the, you,
0: but what do you think about this? western propaganda of showing native people as illiterate and backward people like with no technology or with no like freaking human conscious
1: yeah so that's so that's that's another problem so um one thing i like to look at when i teach actually is a lot of propaganda because i think mm-hmm. the propaganda will allow the kids to look and explore and be like wait damn like it makes you realize like stereotypes and like it shows the kids like okay, so like the government was literally showing people images like this. And then this is why people have bad views of certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. So, and I tried to break it down with them. Like um, there's a very famous one of like an Irishman um, mm-hmm. and an Asian man, and they're eating uncle Sam
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because um, they were, cause it was, it was the fear that, Oh, these immigrants are going to take your rights. And the Irishman obviously looks like a little leprechaun and mm-hmm. the Asian man has like the straw hat. And yeah. like the raggedy typical clothes, Chinese like yeah. typical exactly, you know. Mm-hmm. So and it's all these caricatures and, and these these um stereotypical drawings, right, tell us something, right? Mm-hmm. And it and it tells you an American like, oh, stay away from these people. They're gonna take your freedom from you if you're not mm-hmm. if you're not um careful around mm-hmm. them. So that's obviously, you know, that's something that I try to detail very well in my um at least in my professional uh, education with the kids is because like, just something so stupid as fucking racism, man. It's like, really, we can't move past that. And unfortunately, it just sucks. I gotta, I gotta keep teaching and talking about it and bringing just awareness and like, <laughs> look, like, like, just because just because people you know for example, tribes in Africa, right? Like, listen, if that's mm-hmm. their culture, and that's what they want to live by. And that's, that's their way of life. That's their way of life. Like, listen, like, you don't not everyone has to be um, you know, wearing Nikes or Adidas and, and like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, no, not mm-hmm. everyone has to be the same way. Like, I think there is beauty in difference. There's mm-hmm. beauty in the difference of culture. And uh, I'll be honest with you. Like, um, you know, my, um, I'm, I'm, I'm second born in the United, my mom was the first born in the United States, my grandmother and everyone else was like born in Italy, mm-hmm. but, um, I wish we had more of a connection to like our Italian Roman culture. Like I wish there was more there like i wish there was um and unfortunately like there just isn't and that's mm-hmm. like a symptom almost of being an american where it's like everything gets you almost celebrate everything you mm-hmm. know so that's like the complexity with it and that's what i try to tell the kids where it's like maintain your own culture but also don't be afraid to explore other i would listen i dude i would love to go to india and like explore like what everything what there what there is to be had there i want to try local cuisine um, you know what mm-hmm. i mean i want to like i want to learn about all of this i want to learn about everything i just want to have an open mind and mm-hmm. go see the world i've actually never left the united states
0: yes me too i have never left india i would like to you know
1: yeah <laughs> so well if you ever want to stop in new jersey you're more than welcome i'll take you to the city I and mean, i'll show you right uh, thank you
0: i i have awful city i have like three three brothers who live in new jersey oh really <laughs> yes and i like have no one of them? <laughs> maybe or i don't know and um i have a very dear friend in new york
1: oh awesome new york stinks though that place sucks yes
0: tom i i am building this network in you know for people in united states that if and when i come to united states i'll not spend a single penny i'll just travel for free i have hey. so i am building so many connections it's unbelievable right now
1: <laughs> that's the cool thing well that's that's the cool thing about like doing a podcast and meeting yes. people you you just dude you just you just come across when when you like allow yourself to just live your life pursue Mm -hmm. your passions you would be so like mystified by the amount of like kindness and love that you get and receive from people all over like yeah i I think it is so cool building relationships with people all over the world like you know like now having a friend in india and like being able Mm -hmm. to like like and even like just the it, it just increases your global awareness like now yes. like because i remember you said before you're like oh you're american like why would you care about this mm-hmm. and it's like you know it's not that i per i personally care about things that happen all over i try to mm-hmm. like keep informed on a lot of things but, but you right. to you. I'm, I'm, yeah dude a ton of everyone no dude people in the united states don't even know what's going on in the state next over to them you know what i yes. mean like people are so fucking selfish in the united states that they don't even realize anything else in the world that's going on mm-hmm. you know like they don't even know what's going on with you i mean well the whole ukraine that that's a whole fucking different situation but yeah. you know what i mean like all this global conflict of all things that's going on and no one pays attention to it and Tom, it's just like, like
0: you know, here is what like you just talked about india right um if, if you ever come to india okay and like even if you have like half of a friend you know you just met him at the airport kind of thing
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You would like live in India for a year or two with with no money, like you don't need any money at all. Really? Yeah. Because if if you walk onto a street, a vegetable vendor, okay, and you call him brother, you know, it's just so fucking simple, like bro or brother, right? Mm-hmm. You have found yourself a free vegetable vendor for life. <laughs> oh re- really? <laughs> He will give you how much of vegetables you want like for free like he will not never charge you
1: that's crazy
0: yeah it's that like level of you know like people are welcoming here and you know that's, that's like... what i feel like you know like, humans are right we are just like so you know like positivity is so often like just underestimated
1: because, you know, nice people are all over the world. Yeah, well, humans are social, but I think humans are social by nature, you know, and I th- and that's the that's the beauty about talking about like the human psychology or morality and things mm-hmm. like that is because like humans have the, the capacity and the potential to do absolute goodness. But, you know, some humans do have the potential to do absolute atrocity. Example, you know, example
0: like, is New York Times. I fucking hate that paper.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of, like, the big media companies. You know, today off anymore. the record,
0: I will send you a caricature that they drew mm-hmm. um, about India that if I found the artist, it would not end well, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, yeah, I don't I don't like, I don't know why uh, that shit should not even
1: be happening anymore.
0: But... Yeah, because, um, you know, the, there is an elite space club of countries that have made it to Mars. Mm-hmm. And back in 2014 India was about way one and the drawing was there is a cafe you know where all the fat European countries are sitting like literally the caricature is fat and outside the door there is an Indian um, who is pulling a cow with with a rope and knocking on the door yeah see
1: that's I get it. It's it's so it's stupid because they they look at um these countries and they just determine they're like, okay, like they yeah. literally they think science is a cow. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's like mm-hmm. it's so stupid. It's
0: yeah. Um and do you it... want to like just just a fact this is that NASA went to Mars in on a budget of 137 million dollars. Mm-hmm. We went to Mars in five point four one million dollars.
1: Yeah. So see you know. now, the only way I would explain that typically is like, um, typically the f- people that first do something because like mm-hmm. they spend all their money doing the research and, and the the, tr- the trial and error, mm-hmm. so that once it's perfected, then you know what you need to do and you can just do it. Yeah, but but, but the money- thing is,
0: um, but the thing is, um, you know, India did not directly go to Mars. Uh, we injected ourselves into Mars orbit because we do not have enough powerful engines to reach Mars, unlike United States. Mm-hmm. And that is what SpaceX2 is doing.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, so orbit so, is still good. It's just getting able to study the planet and stuff. Yeah.
0: So it's like, you know, it's like for, for you know, what I'm trying to un- you know make you understand is, you know, for an average Indian, it it would piss you off, right? Because mm-hmm. we are not talking about United States, we are not talking about Europe, we are doing our own shit, and yet, you know, like these people have the balls to do that yeah they,
1: that's unfortunately the, the way the world works in a very very sad and, way yeah
0: and you know those are the puppet masters that 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 have always prevented from uh, you know for the world to come as one mm-hmm. because they piss me off then you know like someone in india will piss you off and you know here we are you hate india and i hate United States.
1: yeah and people are just they just kind of build um contempt breeds yes, uh, contamination exactly, exactly. So it's just, it's, that's, that's actually, that's a, that's a song from one of my favorite bands, but, um, but still like it, it holds true and it's, it's, it's sad to see. And like the moral of the story, I guess, like if anyone's like even listening, um, is
0: they're listening, definitely they're listening yeah def-
1: definitely, <laughs> and the thing is, you know, at the end of the day, like it's really like how do you choose to live your life and there's because there's a lot of these overwhelming um pressures and things where you feel like you don't have a decision but mm-hmm. i think i think the biggest thing people need to realize is like you got to be yourself but you have to also you got you to you do you have to put the work in you got to put the work in inform yourself like become well-rounded and gain information like you know you're not a historian but you love history you know that's that's one mm-hmm. thing i always tell people they're like oh yeah well i didn't go to school for history, bro you don't have to go to school for history, I promise you. Please don't like. Yeah. You know, I went because I'm a nerd. But mm-hmm. like, the thing is, you can like whatever you want, and you can contribute to any conversation. And you know, there's just that's what makes you well-rounded and diverse. And I think that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. People are yeah succumb. People are losing their senses of humanity. They're mm-hmm. they're 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 allowing their culture to degrade. And and they're just everyone's just passing the time with social media. They're just they're not building skills like my kids even think it's funny they're like, you play drums huh it's so stupid i'm like I'm like what do you what can you do what skill do you have like dude these, mm-hmm. you know what i mean they don't do anything like the kids that play on the sports teams most of our sports teams are like dog shit like literally the worst in the state you know and it's, <laughs> and it's like embarrassing so it's like they're not even good on the field
2: mm. they're not
1: even good in the classroom what are you good at yeah seriously like ask yourself like what are you good at like what do you what yeah, do I, you
2: mm-hmm.
1: serve us like what service do you provide to us
0: sorry um, there was some kind of interruption I don't know Uh, no worries so yeah I was saying um, you know it's like I think David Goggin said that you will never um, I know like face criticism from one who is more successful than you
1: that's that is true you'll face criticism from all the people that are less than you yeah you'll always
0: you know like because I have, uh, you know, had the fortune of talking to people who have bigger podcasts than me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I emailed them to, you know, today I hit 500 downloads today, I hit 100 downloads per episode and all these things. And nice. every time I have received, you know, like compliment, like positive instructions, like, okay, now you better do this, you better do that. And this, and that's what I'm really surprised of, I, I you know, because i have many of friends my friends who are like why do you do podcast and i'm like i cannot make you understand that Mm -hmm. nor i have the capability or nor i want to waste my time doing that you know and they're like what's the big deal in hitting you know a thousand downloads or two thousand downloads i'm like okay then show me your downloads Mm mm-hmm Show me how much you know, how many downloads have you hit? How many people have you networked with? Like, how many people know you as a person?
1: It's true. It's it, it's hard, you know, because people see through, like, either the, ro- the rose-tinted glasses or they see only from their perspective. Like, you know, you I've also learned not to... I used to be that type of person where I would I would yuck someone's yum. So if someone liked something, I would shit on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to do that anymore, you know, because everyone has their... Dude, I used to. People used to yuck my yum all the time. I was always like the one metalhead in school, and like everyone fucking made fun of me. Mm -hmm. No, and it is what it is. I I never really thought about it. Like I didn't give a shit. I never given a shit what people thought of me.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, but then I think about it for someone else's perspective. Like someone comes to me, like, "Oh, Tom, I just did this." I'm like, "That's fucking stupid." And they just came to me. They were excited. Like, why did I do Mm -hmm. that? You know? Yeah. So, you know, I've never been. Listen, I'm not a perfect person. I don't think I ever will be a perfect person um but i've definitely come I've, I've came a long way from how i used to behave and my outlook and my level of open-mindedness i was very close-minded i was more of an ignorant person mm-hmm. um you know and I, I. it's just life is a journey like you mentioned and for me that journey involves like maintaining my success which is happiness and but also like obtaining as much knowledge as possible and and leaving behind as much knowledge as possible you know like kind of like a a navigator's guide to to Mm -hmm. the world. Like what do people need to learn and know, and understand to be better thinking people?
0: Tom, that sounds like a very simple and a noble purpose.
1: I mean, what else? I mean, I don't even know what else. I don't know what else I'm here for, to be honest with you, dude, Mm -hmm. but I I could, dude, I'll die. I could die tomorrow. And you know, 99.999999% of the world will never know. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's like, You have like, life is beautiful because you can define the purpose for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, no one, no one's going to define the purpose for you. Mm-hmm. You get to decide why you're here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's why I choose to be here. I just want to, I want to gain wisdom and mm-hmm. I want to leave behind wisdom. I think it's, it's just the gift that keeps on giving, um, mm-hmm. you know, cause you can give money to people until you're poor and then you're fucked, mm-hmm. but If I learn something, if I go through seven years to get a PhD, Mm -hmm. all that information and research that I did, Mm -hmm. I'll have that forever. And I can, I can share that with people for free Mm -hmm. as many people as I want for free. Yeah. So I think that does more good than donating money to a charity Mm -hmm. where my $100 donation will maybe pay for someone's meal for two days. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, uh, so it's, it's like what what am I leaving behind? And, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking for recognition and I'm not looking for any of that bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's just my philosophy and outlook on the world. I just want to, I want people around me to enjoy my presence. I want people around me to learn from me, but I also want people that I want to be able to learn from them as well. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just, I want to live a a happy slash successful life. Very simple.
0: That sounds very simple and yet complicated. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you have a big brain, then um mm-hmm. anything will be complicated. I'll I'll leave you with this. My my friend, um, he described this to me once from his therapist. He said that there's there's like puddle people and then there's ocean people. When you're like a puddle person, like you're very, very, very you're lacking depth. You're not able to really analyze or look deeply into things and understand deeper meaning. And it's just very surface level, very materialistic, like and there's a lot of people like that being produced. today's culture from the technology from all the things being shoved down their throats they're not being taught to think deeply to think critically and to be their own person whereas ocean people like us are capable of having very deep in-depth conversations that can stem into all different forms of directions that spark different ideas they change viewpoints but even more so we can have these these dialogues and narratives together without wanting to shoot each other you know what i mean like we listen, we mm-hmm. build on ideas, and we come to a consensus, we come to some type of conclusion or understanding. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between like ocean and puddle, people, you know, And I yes. feel like I'm trying to, I'm trying to add water from my ocean to these puddles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Trying to make them yes. larger, maybe, 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 maybe turn them into rivers or lakes.
0: That's a very valid point. Um, so, Tom, first of all, thank you for making this much time in your schedule and, you know, like agreeing to, first of all, come to the podcast. So thank you very much.
1: Absolutely. Dude. No problem. My and pleasure.
0: Yeah. Throughout the episode, you have been dropping like gold nuggets of information that I hope my audience has observed or understood. So yeah, you know, like, honestly, like, thank you very much.
1: No, no problem. Thank you for having me. I think it's, I think, it, like we said, like, Amount of podcasts, podcasting is important because it Mm -hmm. it, it allows you to get the perspective of people you normally wouldn't get the perspective of. You know, Mm -hmm. if you were to do a Google search, like what's the best workout to do? And then you're gonna get the most fucking baseline, border, borderless, fucking dumb answer. Whereas listen to some podcasts, listen to what people have to say. Like, hey, this was my personal journey. You learn, and you might even pick up some new information that way that you might have not. Oh, I already knew this from the article, or oh, it's the same Mm -hmm. article, I saw it three times. It's like Mm -hmm you, you're, you're doing a good service, um, by having such a diverse, like group of people on your podcast with different backgrounds, ideas, philosophies, experiences, and kind of like putting it all in one collective space for people to access. I think that's awesome.
0: Thank you very much. So guys, with that, this episode comes to a close. And if you're stuck till now, In the description, there will be, you know, like Tom's social links or websites or whatever he wants to share with us or probably his podcast. Just go there and, you know, show him support and love that he deserves because people like Tom need to be heard because they are knowledgeable yet open-minded. So, with that, this episode comes to an
2: end and until the next episode, thank you and take care.